Hey everyone, welcome to Snarf Talk with Chris and Jerry, and this is our podcast where we give you a behind-the-scenes look as we create a comic book. We're going to talk about TV, movies, comic books, and hopefully have a lot of guests, other writers, creators, and friends. Um, check us out at snarfcomics.com. You can check out our blog and follow along with everything we got going on. Also, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Snarf Comics, and please subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. Enjoy the episode. And we're back. Hey, that means go. That's pretty excited. I'm very excited. <sighs> Aren't you always excited? Two times this week. I know. A we're double recording session. That's just like I said in the last podcast. We are professional. That's because of rain, man. Yeah. Well, that's true. Not rain, man. The no, rain. Not what's that man. guy's name? Dustin Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman. That's right. He his favorite character of mine. Dustin Hoffman's favorite character of mine. Tootsie. No, Mumbles in oh, Dick Tracy. You've said that many times. Have I? Oh, my yes, gosh. Yes, we had a whole episode where you gave, you you talked about Dick, Dick Tracy. Dick Tracy. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> I love that movie. I need to rewatch that. I really I love do. it. I know I, I enjoy Al Pacino, it as well. Madonna, uh, Dustin Hoffman. I love those, like, Dick Tracy and, and The Rocketeer. I love The Rocketeer, too. Yeah, The Rocketeer is good. That movie was pretty decent. Yeah, um, that's what I'm talking about, the movie, The Rocketeer. What are you talking about? Oh, I thought there was like a cartoon too. No, there was a comic. Well, I know there was a comic. Um, I thought there was a cartoon. The guy that directed The Rocketeer was Jim Belushi. It was? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was Joe Johnston. And he also made another movie. Joe Johnston. Yeah. Do you want to know what that other movie is? I'm going to say it was Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Um, no. Okay. Captain America, the first Avenger. No way. Was it really? I think so. Yeah. Oh, you think No, no. So. He so definitely, not... no. He did the Captain America. And don't you notice they kind of have a similar mm. uh, style, look and feel? Mm. No, he did. He, You're sure? Yes, 100%. Oh, all right. Sure. They do have a similar look and feel. You know what else he directed? Yeah, it, I would agree. It does. He directed it... Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Man, this he directed man is old. The young Indiana Jones Chronicles TV series. Wow. He directed Jumanji. The the original one? Uh yes. Original movie. He directed Jurassic Park 3. He directed wow, the one Hidalgo. everyone hates. <laughs> no, I, I liked three. I know, but I think it's like widely yeah, n- not right. liked. He directed The Nutcracker in the Four Realms. Don't care about that one. No. The Wolfman too. Um, the Adventures of Young Indiana Jones, colon, Spring Break Adventure. Oh, wow. Spring Breakers. In 1999. And there was another show, The Adventures of Young Indiana Jones. I don't remember this show. TV series, one episode. That's why. It was yeah. probably a pilot. Nobody ever wanted I do remember it. The Young Indiana Jones Chronicles, which I loved. Wait. No. That's a different show, too. Yeah. That... Oh, no. That just means he directed one episode. Okay. Anyway. Okay, and there you go on your Jim Johnson. Or <laughs> what is it? The Joe, Joe Johnston. Joe Johnston. Our, he was born in Austin, Texas. Hmm, thank you, Joe Johnston. He's a real American hero. I only like two of your movies. No, that's not true. I like more than two, but... Anyway. Whatevs. You don't like October Sky? Featuring 
Matt, uh, Matt Damon. No, Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh. <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal, the guy that you said was too big of a star to be Mysterio. Yeah, it's <laughs> Mysterioist to me that he's Mysterio. That was bad. Yeah, that was a bad one. Speaking of um, the Marvel universe, okay. or did you have something you wanted to talk about? No, go, go. I mean, you. I heard some interesting news to Jerry, today, Jerry. Okay. Um, and it's not new news, so I don't know. I don't know if I know this news. It's not new news, but okay. I don't know why I, didn't I catch it. I haven't heard any news. So they were talking. Today. And I was reading an article about um, Avengers Endgame box office, which is now like two point four billion. Yeah, which is crazy. But yeah. I don't. And I officially at this point, I I'm predicting that it will not top Avatar. Really? I mean, it's been out for three weeks now. Um, it was the twenty sixth. I so just don't you, think movies have that long of a, a tail these days. It's a full two weeks today, right? Because it came out on a Thursday. I don't know, but the twenty fifth. But you know, like Detective Pikachu came out. It's making a lot of money. Is it? Yeah. Hmm. Um, I just think you know, it might get there slowly. It might fight its way up there. Yeah, we're all, we're talking three hundred million. Anyway, who cares? Um, Robert Downey Jr. Um, he had a, a deal with Marvel from originally. So his original contract, he was a risky uh, bet, right? Yeah. So he had a, a low-paying contract with a lot of back end. Oh. Um, and they didn't know what was going to happen with all these Marvel movies. Whoa. So he has been making like 75, like Infinity War, he made $75 million. Um, he's probably going to make a hundred million dollars on Endgame. It's projected at this point. Are you kidding? Even Chris Hemsworth and uh, Chris Evans and Scarlett Johansson, those guys, they were making like 10, 20, they're going to make like 10, 20, 30 million dollars on this movie because they have some back end in their contract too. They also signed early on contracts, right? Right. So yeah. they were talking about um, the profit structure of avengers infinity war and endgame okay because infinity war for round numbers let's say it made two billion dollars yeah disney is saying the profit on that is only 500 million so after all was said and done it cost them 1.5 billion dollars to make market and are you kidding do everything me? with that movie now studios that are, seems... are known to be deceptive um because when because you don't want people to know how much profit you just made when movies movie. are profitable they have to pay out the actors and stuff yeah. based on that. Yeah. So they've been known to recoup their costs and in, in, in overbloating certain things. But makes in any sense. case, I, that makes sense to me. I mean, it's yeah. a big movie. Yeah. Uh, marketing budgets are huge. I know that. Yeah, marketing is where the majority of the cost comes from. Even like on big movies like that, obviously it takes a lot to make a movie like that because of the CGI. But I know, I mean... But it's Look also at, the huge cast. I mean, they're going to pay out. Yeah. If they're paying out Robert Downey Jr. $100 now, million and now, Chris Evans $30 million. Yeah, and, this particular movie is is odd. You know, yeah, it's, a, it's right. a different type. But I'm saying like a big budget movie, a lot of the cost, like a lot of that cost comes from marketing. Right. Because they Sometimes put Sometimes double everywhere. the budget. Yeah. Well, anyway, so this was, uh, they were kind of di- diving in deep on all this. And they were saying, yeah, I mean, when they signed all those initial contracts with the initial people... They they didn't know how successful things were going to be. And so after a while, that's why they never made an Iron Man 4. Robert Downey okay. Jr. was just going to make too much money. Yeah. Since then, they've changed studio heads, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But 
Um, don't, I mean, don't cry for Disney. They made they made five hundred um, no. half a billion dollars in profit from one movie. From one movie, and they're putting out how many movies a year now? But and they have their hand in everything. The point was the second generation of people to sign contracts now. They're they're wanting to make these other movies because you know they were able to lock you know Benedict Cumberbatch and I don't know about him but and Chadwick Boseman and Brie Larson um, all these people you know they're able to lock them into contracts three million a movie right. five million a movie and that's what I was just going to bring stung, up is and they're staying there with no or little Brie, back Lar- Brie Larson's going to get like really worked over on this on the profit. Yeah, she made whatever she made make three million dollars compared to any of the other people. Yeah. Right, but it totally makes sense from their point. And well, now, sure, now sure. they have the the bona fides behind them to be like, "Hey, you want to be a Marvel superhero? You want eight movies? You want to be a superstar? Yeah. Okay. Well, you're not going to make a hundred million dollars a movie, right? Because you're not the draw. You know, right? Marvel is Brie the Larson, draw. Chadwick Boseman. Well, they're all great. They're not the draw. Mm-hmm. The Marvel logo, the c- character and stuff is. Which is totally reasonable to me. And actually, in my point in all this, it I, I like that because that means sure. they're going to make more of these things. Because sure. when these things start to cost $1 billion to make, you they're can't. going to stop making them. Yeah, you can't keep making that. You, it's not It's a, not a sustainable. If you have one fail, it ruins everything. Right. So, and, and it's possible to have a fail. But also, um, yeah, it doesn't make sense to pay that much money to all these people. But... Even so, these people, you know, let's say they make three or four million a movie, that's still higher than most movies that they're going to be on, and it's going to create so much business for you. And like you're going to get so many jobs because of that after that contract. And let's be honest, you know, I mean, that's plenty of money for anybody. Yes. Yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, (laughs) you know, three million dollars for two years work, sign me up. Yep, I'll do that. Sure. (laughs) You know what I mean? For sure. Yeah, but here's here's what's crazy off of that. So think about okay, Robert Downey Jr. made hundred million. Uh, Floyd Mayweather made like a hundred and twenty five million off of that fight. Off with, one fight, yeah. With uh, what's his name, Conor McGregor. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, can you like the money in boxing and fighting like that? How crazy. does that happen? Um, pay per view. It's like twenty five, fifty bucks to watch a fight. So we're talking about these movies and think that these are astronomical numbers, but yet a guy that literally ju- like bounced around in a ring for maybe an hour. No, I probably trained for a year. He, I don't think he trained for a year. I think he did whatever he wanted. Right. I think he's just like lucky and, and luckily very good at his job. You're really good at punching people. But e- even no, not, so. I mean, not really trained, good at his job. But even just. Floyd Mayweather, Mayweather is not really good at his job. He's right. the like best boxer that's right. ever. But even so, like he, even if it's just training for a year, I would train at his pace. I don't care how hard he may train. I would do that for 125, 130 Whatever, how many? You'd get in millions. a ring with Conor McGregor for 125 million. Yeah, you'd be, you'd be I would, dead. I don't think so. I don't think he'd go out and kill you. Yes, he would. Oh, I just as soon as he hit me at all, like if I felt any contact, I would literally act like I'm dead. Yeah. No, I think that I think that you would straight up die. In like, no. Mm-hmm. I mean, his punch can't be killer worthy. I don't know. It's hard to say. No, I'm not made of glass. 
Um, but anyway, anyway, that's... my point in talking about all nice. this was that in that same article, I, that was a long way to get to this. In that same article, there was a link to another article that said Chris Hemsworth. Now his contract ended in two thousand. It ended at Endgame, right? Yeah. Um, he has, in fact, signed a new contract with Marvel for additional movies. Okay. So he will be with. Uh, he will be back. He will be with Guardians, then. and there will likely be a Thor four, probably. I'm down with that, and I'm, I'm guessing they can that. go back to Chris Hemsworth and said, "Hey, okay, you got you got us last time. We paid you thirty million dollars a movie. Let's you're, you're going to make five million dollars a movie now." And I think I don't and think he, he'd be. How many movies is Chris Hemsworth going to go do and make five million dollars? Right, and I, he's a superstar. They're just a lot of now places aren't is. paying that much anymore. You know, like uh, Chris Pratt got ten million dollars for Jurassic Park two. That and that was huge money, you know. Yeah, that that's a lot. You know, Will Smith can get you know that much money, but can he even? I mean, a lot of these movies they're just not big, huge. I mean, ten anymore. million is a lot of money to give away when, yeah, you know, if a if for real a two point four billion dollar movie is only profiting five hundred from that, I mean, a a, a movie that might make five hundred million is not getting anywhere close to right. You know, probably not not even close to a hundred million in profit. So, so paying someone ten million is a lot so of the, money. So this has been a count, and and there's kind of a a lot of over the years, like horror movies are notorious for being the most profitable movies, right? Because they have a ten twenty million dollar budget, mm-hmm. then they go out and make a, a half a million half a billion dollars. You know, like The Conjuring. Yeah, right. You know, and the cost of to make that movie was twenty or thirty million, or, uh, and it, it made like ten times, fifteen yeah, times, like that. A Paranormal Activity, yeah, it things like, like that. So that's why you see a lot of horror movies. That's why we have so many horror movies out. Um, so DC has made a concerted effort to go that direction. So they want to make smaller movies. That's why we're getting the Joker movie. That's why we're getting oh, I'm so um, a lot of these types of things. So. They're making concerted effort to go back to these lower budget movies that hit big, which Good. is genius because when you the IP is what sells, right? Yes, that's what sells. And so you go make a Joker movie for two hundred million dollars, and it makes five hundred million dollars. Yeah, you go make a Joker movie for twenty twenty million dollars, and it makes four hundred million dollars. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Like, and it's going to. I don't like, know, but in today's in today's world, with as many superhero movies that come out, I feel like. One to two hundred million is low for any of those movies to to make. I'm saying, yeah. So even a, a Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie, if it did cost twenty million, and they don't, even if they don't market it as widely as what you know, if it's not on McDonald's cups and you're not getting Happy Meals toys and you don't see big billboards, I don't really think that'll affect it as much because I don't. Everyone's think, on the internet. Everyone sees the trailers. I see that movie making a hundred to two hundred fifty million. Yeah, I think that's right in the wheelhouse, and I think they'll profit a lot of money off of that. But everybody will go see these movies. Right. I really do think that. And especially a Joker movie when you know it's done like indie-ish, that, right. draw, that draws me big time. Yeah. Big so time. I, I think what they were getting at is like say goodbye probably to your hopes of the DC interconnected universe. I think it's... Not going to happen, or on the back burner at least. Yeah, until they and get that, out of Marvel's shadow, and that I mean, doesn't bother me. Marvel's doing that, and with that last Spider-Man trailer, it's clear to me that they're going to continue in that direction. 
that's fine. And their strategy for being able to do that is, hey, we're gonna we know better now, and we're gonna sign these people to, you know, five million dollar movie contracts, right? Which only makes sense, it, especially when you think about it ten years ago, when you're starting a franchise and you have no idea where it's gonna go. Like, what did they care? Right at the time, like, okay, you want two percent of whatever is made on the back end? Sure. What's difficult is. You know, you get to certain IP, so you get to Spider-Man specifically, and you go, okay, well, how many movies do we want Tom Holland to do? Because if you don't, if you sign him for whatever his six movies or seven movies, yeah, and then you run out of that, and you got to go re-sign him. Uh, you know, Spider-Man isn't Iron Man. Yeah, Spider-Man. Yeah, Spider-Man's a, a different. little bit different. So, you know, Batman's a little bit different. So, for sure, I. I don't understand how Spider-Man isn't bigger than Iron Man, really, and when it comes to the movies. Well, I think right, it was. Uh, I think you, those Iron like Man... Sp- Spider-Man 1, 2, and 3, you think were bigger than the Iron Mans? Um, if, yeah, really? probably, yeah. Those were big movies. Well, at least one. I thought uh, I thought the Iron Mans made like a huge... I don't think those amazing Spider-Mans did great. Oh, yeah, with... Uh, I kind of forget about those. Garfield, Andrew, Garfield. Andrew Garfield. I actually thought they were pretty good. I like Emma Stone a lot. Yeah, she's she was my draw to those movies. Was her not Kirsten Dunst? Not not Kirsten. No. Wait, Emma Stone was playing Gwen Stacy, right? Yes. They didn't have a Mary Jane in that. No, and she dies in it. Yeah, that's right. That's yep. that's a good movie. Man. It is good. I didn't think he was a bad Spider Man. Uh he's too confident. He's not a good Peter Parker. Too cool. He he's a good Spider Man, not a good Peter Parker. Yeah. Peter Parker is not confident and cool. It's hard to go back now, and I liked the Tobey Maguire Spider-Mans, but it's kind of hard to go rewatch them. Ugh. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. I so I did watch um, Into the Spider Verse. Yeah, uh, it was actually right before the last time we recorded. We were watching it that night before the boys went to bed, and that's why I was here later because I just was standing there still watching the movie. Um, gosh, that's just a really good movie. Yeah, but I love the very beginning when he's like, I did this. And yes, I also did this. And they just show him dancing, you know, but it's in the suit, like in his own suit. It wasn't the black, you know, I just like that. Like the callback to what right. they did in all of those movies. I think it's funny. Yeah. And it makes sense since it's into the spider verse. So it's showing everything. Right. Spider iteration. Yep. Well, now, uh, what are we doing? What are we doing? We got we got um, Snarf Madness is over. It is the big Avengers reviews over. That is too. We're caught up to Game of Thrones reviewing. Yep. This is <laughs> like a this is a free ride. It, yeah, it is kind of. Um, we definitely have your what's in the box. Oh yeah, we got some what's in the box uh, coming. And then the what what you're watching. I got a bunch of some news and some what you're watching. Yeah, we got what you're watching, but we'll start off with the news. Um, the only news that I've acquired over the last two days is one trailer that came out. It was a teaser trailer for HBO. Do you know what I'm talking about? Nope. Oh, uh, Chernobyl? No. That, that did come out, too. That that's came. out. Yeah, the show is actually out. Oh, okay. Looks um, kind of interesting. It is a, it's a show. I don't know if you'll really know the comic book that it's based off of, but it's called uh, Watchmen. <laughs> Do you know that? Yeah. There's okay. a trailer out? Yeah. A teaser trailer. I for, knew they were making a Watchmen show, and I don't know how we never mentioned it on the podcast yeah. before. Yeah, it's, I, the I, teaser trailer's out. It's supposed to come out this fall. I love the Watchmen. Um, what are they doing? So the original book. It's no, it's not an original like iteration of the book. It it's a continuation 
of the book. So, so it's so, post the movie? Yes, Is I it guess. connected well, the, to the movie at all? The movie was just like a... The movie was the book, basically. Was, was a take on the book, yes. But this is following up like the ending of Alan Moore's run. So you don't need to have any previous knowledge? I, I don't think so. It's hard to it's how, hard to judge you, it off of well, a teaser yeah, trailer. There's so, no way they can make a show about the Watchmen. Well, um, here's the deal. That needs previous knowledge. The only thing that you see that is recognizable to any of the characters is Rorschach. Okay. So they're my favorite character. So at the end of the Watchmen, um, the whole run, they um, it's the police force finds Rorschach's journal and his book that he keeps, you know, um, or, or I can't remember if they actually find it or if they were about to find it or you, it implies that they're going to find this book. Um, anyway, this, this, what I gathered from the teaser is that I'm thinking they did find it and came out with all of this information, like news wise that was in this book. And it kind of started this like militia, like a, a Rorschach militia, because the people that you see, it, it's just people wearing a, a Rorschach mask. It's not, it's almost like the, um, oh, the V for Vendetta guy. What's right. that? It's like that type of deal. That's how they're portraying it as a bunch of people are wearing this mask, um, walking around, you know, as like a type of militia. And you see him breaking into a house. And then the police force are also wearing masks, but they're like a yellow. They're just like a yellow, stretchy mask, but they're still in a police uniform. Why that is, I'm not quite sure. Um, but you can see two sides of the coin there. And throughout the whole uh, teaser, they they keep saying, like the Rorschach people keep saying, tick, 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 tick. The okay, whole time. so they're doing the Doomsday Clock. That reminds me of the Doomsday That's Clock. That's what they're yes. doing. That must be it. And they show a couple watches, but then you, like, uh, Dr. Manhattan always has a watch with him. Like, he, he has this watch. Um, oh, what is it? It's like, it's called Artemis something. No, Artemis was the, was the little ship that, yeah. Um, what's his name? Night Owl? Night Owl. Flies in. But anyway, there's a watch that resembles something with Dr. Manhattan, and then you see a little flying thing that looks like the Artemis II, um, but I think it's a police like chopper because it's got like writing on the side. It's not the same color, but it's a similar shape, and it, but it's really dark, so I don't know really what it was, but it crashed. It looks pretty neat. I mean, I'm definitely going to watch it I mean, regardless. No doubt, and that's going to be – I hope they um, – Throw it all, throw everything at it, and try yeah. and go for the Game of Thrones audience. Oh, that would be amazing! If because they make if they it could like get big, it big like yeah. that, that would be great. Yeah. Because I don't, I mean, if you guys haven't read The Watchmen, The Watchmen needs a big show. It does. It needs something it's, big. It needs a like big that. budget. It, the story is so big. If you the, guys haven't read the book, read the book. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, the movie's pretty damn good too. I love the movie. There is huge. There's, but it's so it's just scratches this tiny little surface. And it's like of a the 50, depth of the book. It's like a 50-50 split when you come to ask people about uh, the Watchmen movie. Some people say, "Oh, it was stupid. I hated it. It wasn't anything close to the book." It definitely wasn't stupid. M- me personally, I think it looks very, very good. Com- yeah. I mean, to the art of what the Watchmen is and what you see on screen, it's like 
to me, I think it's like dead on. I think the Rorschach character is amazing. Very good. The, the Dr. Manhattan, besides his blue, big blue, like glowing penis in your face. <laughs> other than that, he's great. Yeah. I mean, I, I loved it. It just, but yes, it scratches the surface of what of the Watchmen world, is because yeah. it's so big. Yeah. Right. Not the penis, the book, <laughs> you know, you know what I meant? Yeah. Okay. For sure. No, definitely. That's exciting. I forgot that was coming out, and I forgot, yeah, all so, about that. So I think it's after they've kind of split up. There's a funeral, which reminds me of, like, the comedian dying. Maybe he did. I read a thing today about how uh, Night Owl was a police officer before he started doing the whole superhero thing. So I mean, there's a lot of source maybe, material. Um, since the original book, which was, that was it for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, the movie really spurred the comics to come to back. To come back, yeah. So they did a before Watchmen run. They've done a, like a Doomsday Clock run. I and started like Doomsday in- Clock, and I haven't finished yeah. all of it yet. I don't think it's done, though. I don't think so either. I don't think it's done, but because it's it's spanning like multiple books. Right. To where it's oh, like yeah. It's like a DC Flash, crossover event. Yeah, Superman, Batman. And I have, all, yeah. It all is based off of The Flash. Really? Just, uh, yeah. Yes. It's it's very good. I've read a few of them, quite a few of them. I'm not even like I, got, I heard in. mixed reviews on the whole before Watchmen series, so I didn't. I didn't, read I didn't that. really jump into know. it. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Um, I saw a trailer too, a very controversial trailer. Hmm. Very controversial. Really? Yeah. I am not, not rocked the internet, if you will. I'm kind of up on internet stuff. I've I've never heard this many people Be- discussing teeth. Until I started reading about the Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic the Hedgehog, yes. Okay. And eyeballs. They're all talking about his eyeballs. To the point, it got such a negative reaction that they are redoing the character. Good. Honestly, I think they should. Have you seen it? I mean, you've seen it. I totally saw it. It didn't bother me one second. I didn't even put a second thought into it. But, I mean, if you weren't a big Sonic the Hedgehog gamer guy to begin with... Which I was. I played all the Sonic the Hedgehog stuff. So why wouldn't that? I think the eyes should bother you because it it makes them look completely different. I think people's complaints were that they made him look like a human, kind of. He was, like, tall and lanky. Yeah. With like a big torso. Yes. Shorter legs and then he had teeth, which he's had teeth. I mean, what's the teeth thing? I don't know why they care about teeth. And then like so something much. about him looking like he has fur instead of quills. It does look like fur. It does look like fur. Yeah. I mean, I can't argue that. But he's a hedgehog. Did not run into it. Before I learned about the controversy, I saw the um trailer. I didn't think one thing about it. I, I thought, hey, this looks like a kid's movie. It and does. Jim Carrey is in it. Well, I, I think he'll be the best part of the movie. I'm like that. Look, is I can't believe he's in that. Yeah, I didn't know that they were going that mainstream with it to put Jim Carrey in it. No, I and he looks either. great. Yeah, I mean, oh, he yeah. it looks like a 1990s Jim Carrey going yes. on there. Yes, it looks like a. It's a one of those kid type. Uh, it'll be a fun movie, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. What it, I did think was really strange, which people have commented on, and I totally agree with, is like. Why is Gangsta's Paradise the background music for that trailer? Yeah, I'm not quite. That's weird. It <laughs> doesn't make sure. any sense, and I don't like that. Right. Yeah, I don't like it either. I I feel like they kind of they kind of scrimped on the CGI a little bit. I don't think it's that I great. I thought it looked it pretty cool. I mean, I think it'll be... Uh-huh. I, it, hey, this isn't a movie I'm that... I'm taking it as more of an animation movie rather than like a... 
Looks like a, come to life, movie. like that Woody Woodpecker movie, kind of. Yes, which is not good. No, that was that, a bad movie. That but. movie is a hundred percent banned in my house. <laughs> I've talked about it before. I loved Woody Woodpecker as a kid. The cartoon. We do not let them watch that. movie. It does look like that, though. Well, I'll ne- I've, well now you did ruin it for me because I freaking hate that it, Woody Woodpecker movie. I, I liked Sonic the Hedgehog games more uh, as much as anybody. I guess it's not like Mario where you're. It's like an immersive. Uh, I don't know. World. Yeah, I loved Sonic I, on my Game Gear. I had a, a Sega Game oh, you're Gear. You're one of those the Game Care people. <sighs> loved it. Yeah. Never had a Game Gear. Always wanted one. Yeah, but I did great. play it on the Genesis. It did. Uh, it probably made me a little bit more successful because yeah. I had a Game Gear. Because you got because you, know? you got geared. Yeah, I was geared geared <laughs> up, and I used to play. Uh, it was called uh, Rampage. Oh yeah. The dinosaurs and there was a gorilla and stuff and you fought it. It was basically Mortal Kombat. You know what's funny is there was a game. It was I forgot about this game. It was one of my favorite games on original NES Nintendo. It was called Rampage. It was the movie. They just made a movie. It was based on it. It, That's when that's the game I played. Yeah, and that was based off a Nintendo game where you were you could choose to be either a giant like lizard guy or a giant gorilla guy. Yeah, and you went out in this town and all you did was climb up buildings and just smash smash them. Yes. You remember that game? Yeah. Oh, I loved that game. Yeah, it was great. But the one I had for Game Gear yeah, was I knew like, you're a, they for fought Sega. each other. Um, and then there was another one, Turok. Turok the Dinosaur Hunter. Yes. That was on Game Gear That was as well, a first-person shooter. It came, it, then it came out on uh, N64. And there was a bunch of weird really um, first-person shooters. That was like huge for a while. Remember there was like Primal Rage? That's what it was. Okay. That was Dinosaurs. That was Dinosaurs. That's what I had. Okay. It wasn't Rampage. It was Primal Rage. You remember the clay one? Yes. That That's exactly what I'm thinking of. The clay one? No, Primal Rage. Oh, I'm just... do you remember Clay Fighters? I think it was called Clay Fighters. Okay, no, I don't remember that. Um, Clayface is my arch enemy, so... Because I'm Batman. <laughs> clay Fighters. Yeah, for Genesis. I used to have that game. Well, I rented... I remember renting that game from the I didn't market. have Genesis. I had Game Gear. It's the, they had the same games. <sighs> They're well, both I Sega. Have, I know. I didn't have... You don't uh, remember the thing for Clay Fighters? It was like a Frosty the Snowman. They were all like claymation figures, and it was like one-on-one fighting. Nope. (sighs) Sounds really stupid and dumb. I had Mortal Kombat. Oh, of course. When I was in middle school... You better at Mortal Kombat. Mr. Rusty Ruggles allowed us to bring in our Sega Genesis's. Yes. and um, This is the second time you've Tie them together and have a Mortal Kombat tournament. How did that happen? I don't know. It's a rated M for mature game. Well, M is for mature? Yeah. Well, you were a mature fifth grader. No, I was like eighth grade. Oh, you were a mature eighth grader, though. I was. Very mature. So I think that's where I... They had a character in Clay Fighters called Ichabod Clay. (laughs) A ghost with a pumpkin head. That that You can throw balls of ectoplasm. They had Helga, an obese opera singer with incredibly large breasts. That's that's the okay. Wikipedia description. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah, but Wikipedia is written by somebody. Um, yeah, interesting. It was an interesting. They had a bunch of that. Remember, um, Toe Jam and Earl. I do. Yes, I never I do. played that. I always wanted to, and I never played it. Do you remember? Um, uh, pa Rappa the Rappa. No, no, no. I know what you're talking about. Uh, Earthworm Jim. Oh yeah, Earthworm Jim. He was great. That was a great. I had game. that game. I like. Had, I played the crap out of that game. I had um, like the guide. I bought the guide. Yeah, I had that too. I used to buy guides all the time. Oh, yeah. For 
uh, for the Medal Medal of Honor games for PlayStation when they Back first in the day, came you out. had to guide up. You, had to, you did had to guide up, and I also uh, siphon filter. I had to get the guide for siphon filter. I don't know if you were I a it was siphon, a siphon filter. filter. I've never heard anybody say siphon. Well, I put the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable, so kill me. Um, I always bought guides. Yeah, totally. Um, but then Victor, my buddy Vic, he he just would cheat and buy like the. Oh. The cartridges that cheat made game cheat. shark game shark yeah i always hated that game shark guy that was a danny stapleton move as well um <laughs> my favorite game of all what's your favorite video game da- of all time? david's gonna laugh at that <laughs> <laughs> that was only for him basically what was your favorite video game of all time i don't know if we've talked about this but my favorite video game of all time yes oof oofta let me think no, um you don't get time to think I know. I just, just have react. to throw one out. You just, just have to react. react. It would probably be one of those Mortal or not. Well, Mortal Kombat's up there. It would probably if Mortal be, Kombat's up there on your list of your favorite games of all time. I love Mortal. I'm Kombat. gonna slap that microphone <sighs> out of your it face. It would probably be uh, one of those Medal of Honor games. Medal of I Honor. Played, I haven't played video games in a really, really long time. No, if, I don't remember what are the Medal of Honor games. It was like a first-person shooter. It was like early was Call of World, Duty, right? World War Two, yeah. Yeah, but they had a Call of Duty in World War Two, right? World at War. Yes, they did. But it, see, I I played Medal of Honor before Call. Call yeah, of, I, I, that was before. I remember that. I never had any of those games. Like I played all of them. I would get them as soon as they came out if I could. Um, and yeah, I just played the crap out of them. I just constantly. not a big first-person shooter guy. The, but I was favorite, so obsessed with like World War II and yeah. stuff when I was a kid and the army in general. That, Did you ever play America's Armies? No, no. It was like it's the video game that the army made and put out. Everybody played it when I was in college. I had it. I did. I bought that and I never you, you, finished no, it, was it because free. I was it was free. You downloaded it. Was? It. it was on a it was a computer game. Oh, then I it was didn't like have a third that. person online no. multiplayer game. Okay, or first person. That. You could do it either first person or third person. I remember the game you're talking about, but I don't think I had it. And then because I moved into Xbox and I started playing a lot of Xbox games, and I remember getting the movie or the game Black. I remember that game. That was another first person shooter game. I was really big into shooter games. Yeah, um, I but then, man. Then I got into Tiger Woods. I played a lot of Tiger Woods, a lot of Madden. I played a lot of Halo. Original Halo, Halo yeah, in and college. Halo. What the hell? You can't ask me a question like that off just off the top of my head. Played a lot of Knights of the Old Republic. My favorite um, game of all time, I, since you didn't reciprocate the question, with <laughs> no doubt whatsoever, was Final Fantasy VII. Obsessed with that game. Oh yeah, it's um, an incredible game. The majority of all gamers are, but I've never been a Final Fantasy fan. Um, second to that would be probably Jedi Knight, Dark Forces Jedi Knight Two. Okay. It's a computer game, first Good. person computer game. Or number three could be um uh Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Oh. Great. Isn't it Ocarina? No. Ocarina. It is? Mm-hmm. Hmm, I think you're saying that wrong. Am I? Well, anyway. So anyway, That's, that was that long, was a good question though. Long way to go on the Sonic the Hedgehog trailer, which I didn't huh. think looks too bad. Um I'm on the fence. I don't know if I'll ever It's not made for watch. us. I don't think I'll ever Which is it. odd. Somebody mentioned that in a comic that I read. They were like, this is geared towards kids that have no idea what Sonic the Hedgehog is. I think I think they were playing it safe. 
Well, you know what? There are Sonic games now. I'm sure kids play Sonic, right? I know Cash plays one on my phone. <coughs> but it's not the, it's, it's like not Sonic the Run or something. It's, yeah, we have that too. It's not the same. It's not a very good game. It's terrible, actually. It's really hard because it's like impossible to yeah. do. The character goes too fast. Can't Listen control it. Old man Jerry. That character, that Sonic boy, he's too fast. <laughs> that's that's Sonic man. He needs to slow down. He's messing mm. up my yard. He's leaving <laughs> rings all over the place. I can't. I can't even chew my chickens around with that <laughs> yeah. damn hedgehog. My chicks. Hello, ladies. <laughs> I don't know if you saw my Snapchat, but no, I didn't. Well, you need to check Snapchat a little more often, Chris, because I put up some relatively mediocre stuff. <laughs> okay? I am not a Snapchatter, friend, oh. a fan. It's too much. I mean, too much on how. It's all in how much effort you want to put into it. I put very minimal effort in it, and I'm completely satisfied. It's definitely the most now. It's the most um, personal of the social medias because you feel yeah. like... I, Everybody on my Snapchat is li- literally like people that I know and interact with. Yes. So I see their day, I guess. Whereas yeah. if that was on Facebook or Instagram, it would get lost in the fray. It would. Like and I would never follow anybody's Instagram. I, also f- I mean, I follow people on Instagram, but you never see their stuff, you know? I also feel like uh, it's not as put on. Like you're, they're not, people aren't trying to put on a show for you or. Or put on a, an image that makes things look better. That's so funny because I just had this discussion so with Marley today. Oh, really? Because I was looking at Snapchat, which I only check my Snapchat maybe once every other day. I don't get very okay. much action on the Snapchat. Yeah. So I'm checking it, and I see Marley had to put up a bunch of snaps, and I'm like, all right, I'm looking through them. Yeah, with the uh, the Roomba. The Roomba. Yeah. That's I'm on like, my list to talk about later. Okay. Well, I'm Roomba. jealous. Of, I'm jealous of you, so. You know you want to. You know a rumba. <laughs> I didn't you know that, that song. The, no, no. Oh, it's a song. It's like for rumba. rumba. Oh yeah, you yeah, a rumba. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I want you. Oh yeah, a rumba. I like it. It's like a. You're really a like, Latino. Song. Yeah, you're really ethnic when you sing that. Hey, man. You even look hey. a little bit ethnic. Is it racist to have to say like talk with a Latino accent? No. Okay. Well, hey, I mean, man. is it racist if I talk with a English accent? Well, you're white. So? You can still be, like, <laughs> so against Englanders. It's only racist if you're talking with an English accent, but the English accent that you're talking about is somebody that's black. Right. So they, a black Englishman. Black, so if you're doing okay. the accent of a black Englishman... <laughs> then it's racist. It can be the exact same accent, because right. they sound the same. Right, but, but, yeah, I'm privileged. Yeah, you are. I know. Especially against Englanders. What were we talking about <laughs> before the Roomba? Oh, the Snapchat. Snapchat. Okay, so I sent her some flowers for Mother's Day, and they—I don't know where they get delivered, but they don't get delivered under your kitchen table. I could tell no, you that. I know. Yeah, they were on the kitchen table though. <laughs> and she wrote, she had a picture of flowers on the kitchen yeah, table, and said, "I came these. home and look what I saw." I'm like. The first thing, without any hesitation, I clicked it and I go, No, you didn't. No, you didn't. They had to have been sitting outside. Yeah. Because that's where they get delivered. And she's like, Oh, I know. I just put that. And I'm like, You're false. That's fake news. You're falsely representing yeah. 
Yeah. That I'm a better husband than I am. Right. Like I should have came actually, home and I'm got terrible. those flowers. I should have put them on the table and then you should have had that genuine moment of shock. <laughs> Instead, the flowers get delivered probably into a heap on the front step. <laughs> They're laying sideways. And you're like, and they've been laying out there all day withering and you're yeah. like, oh, I guess I got to put them in my own freaking vase and put them on their own freaking table. <laughs> so really, like, it's a false representation. Of your... Of me. Yes, really. of your love. Yeah. <laughs> Well, my children. I bought it for my children's behalf. Oh, Anya. That makes sense. It's a Mother's Day present. She's not my mom. Right. I bought Amy a Mother's Day present uh, a couple days ago. She isn't going to hear this, obviously, for a week or so, so I could talk about it. She got. She wanted one of those Fitbit Versas yeah. for some reason. I found one on eBay. Sweet. Got her one. And, but it's, um, the, it's got like a, uh, I don't know what. It's a woven band, mm-hmm. but it's like, uh, they call it lilac. It's purple. That's her favorite color is purple. And then the the square thing is purple. She'll love it. Cool. Yeah, I'm the best. I got... That will be delivered to my mailbox. I'll be able to take it out of my mailbox and bring it inside. Yeah. So I well, I, I'm not. I got my. I got Marley Moore. Oh, I didn't. I got her an air fryer. I've heard very good things. I have people I, love those air fryers. Man. I used one one time. Who brought it over? Somebody brought one over. It was still in the box. Had never used it, and we threw some frozen things in it, and it worked very very well. Yeah, um, but it was it's small. I bought a pretty big one, the biggest one I could find. This was the biggest one they make, and it. I mean, it they're not they're not very okay. Big. Yeah. Um, but now, now they make these air fryers that are like a toaster oven air fryer. Yeah, I don't want that. I heard it was great. Nope. Not for me. No? Hmm. I had one, I went over to Chubbs' house actually, and he was just taking frozen chicken wings and throwing them in the air fryer and they come out and they were like the best. Really? They were amazing. So oh. I'm like, I gotta get one of these things. But you can only cook like six at a time. Um, I don't know. Mine's, it's five quarts. That's pretty big. Okay. It's more I, than a gallon. Well, right, but I would assume for chicken wings, you wouldn't want to stack them on top of each I other. Think, yeah, he was throwing, he was stacking them up. Oh, really? He was stacking them all over the pace. Really? Yeah. All over the pace? All over the place. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <sighs> What's the next news? Bit um, of news? I saw another trailer, too. What? Um, the Tolkien trailer. I haven't seen that. Yeah. It looks good. It comes out pretty soon. Somebody's in that that we know, right? Um, James Earl Jones. He is? No. Is he Tolkien? No. Is Tolkien black? Yeah, he was. And Darth Vader? Yeah. And Mufasa. Oh. Oh, it's out now, Tolkien. It's out in theaters uh, right now. Um, I didn't know this. Yeah. Why was I not aware of any of this? And it is getting a really 47% bad on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, no. Um, The guy I recognize. What's this the guy, about? Just about him writing it's, books? It's about Tolkien's life. Okay. And what inspired him to write Lord of the Rings, which is like so, World War Two and a bunch of stuff. Or World War One, I, I suppose. Yeah, I was going to say, because he lived a long time ago, right? I think he, yeah, like during World War One. Okay. That was like the, it was all based on his life when he was writing that book. So I don't know. Nicholas Holt is Tolkien, J.R.R. Tolkien. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know a lot of the people. Colm Meany. I know that. I've heard of that guy. Mm, I am not. Apparently, it's not very good, but uh, I thought the trailer looked cool, and I will definitely see it on HBO when it comes out. Not in theaters, probably. Hmm. 
Okay. Yeah, I'm not. I'm definitely not going to go in theaters to watch that, but it sounds cool. Um, I have I have some what you're reading that I want to go over real okay. quick. Okay. Uh, before we get into any of your what's in the box or I what's, have some what you're watching, I've been watching a bunch. Yeah, of stuff. I've got some what you're watching too, but I want to go over the reading stuff because you don't read anymore apparently. So nope. I'll talk about what I'm going to read. I don't have time for that. So I read. Um, I mean, comic books are pretty quick. Yeah, I know. I do, especially have time when for you're. It. When you talk about single issues, um, I I've subscribed to that uh, Spider Man, that new Spider Man run that uh, uh, Chip Zdarsky is also doing. Yes, He's doing sir. the the Daredevil run that I've been reading, which is really great, and then the Spider Man run, which is a mini series, six issues, called Spider Man Life Story. Oh um, yeah, and it goes yeah. six. I, I want to catch up on that. That sounds awesome. So there's only two out, and the next one it started in the '60s. The next one's in the '70s. He still uh, having and it, it's just like a continuation of his life, right? So he's married to MJ, and um, he's like really hurt because his friend died in Vietnam, and it's just like he's upset that he didn't go and do more in Vietnam. His wife, or like MJ's, uh, or no, he's married to Gwen. MJ's married to Harry. Okay. Um, he's married to Gwen. MJ's married to Harry. And uh, Gwen works with um, the, uh, it's a doctor. What do they call him? Um, From Fantastic Four. Reed Richards? Reed Richards. Okay, she works with Reed Richards. And uh, he works somewhere else. But he's like struggling with the fact that his friend died. And he could have done more, like, because Captain America was over in Vietnam, Giant Man went over there, and they were fighting, doing things, and he stayed back. Because the first issue in the 60s, he talks to Captain America, and Captain America says, hey, like, people need to be back here doing things too. Like, don't worry about it. You're very young. Like, I just don't think you have the ability to go over there. So we had all those heroes in Vietnam. That's in this story, yes. And uh, I'm not liking the story as much as the last one. It's not. It's what not. That's very odd to um, think about. It's kind of a, a side note, really. When you, I'm not going to tell you the whole story, like that happens. Like just have Giant Man crushing the Viet Cong. It, it shows a for, pic, for it shows a picture. Reasons. It shows a picture of that, um, like in a newspaper clipping of him like flinging people. Um, but there's just a lot of weird things that happen in this book that are. Not not normal Spider-Man hmm. stories, but it's like following him as an actual superhero throughout his life and just follows the things that he does. And uh, he gets pretty angry and, like, out of character in this second issue. Yeah. It's very out of character for Peter Parker in this issue. It's it's weird to see him. Hmm. Um, it's interesting. I'll check it out. I, I For some reason, I never bump into World War II stuff like with wolverine or captain america yeah but generally i don't think i like um superhero comics when they are commenting or they're involved in real world events yes it's not i mean other than i guess you could say this story though, like some intrigue around the cold war and the spying and stuff like that this but. story though is if you read like the forward of it you know it it literally says like this is based off of if Peter Parker lived an actual life. It's right. The, it's showing him through the decades of living an actual life as a superhero, revolving around current 
like actual issues that had happened. Right. So that's kind of the point. So that's of it. the point of it, and that's the basis of the story. And I think it's it's pretty neat when you think of it that way. I think. Um, so I read that, and then I I started reading. I had talked about it one other time about uh, DC started this thing called Deceased. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it just came out. There's only two issues out. I think is that the one? Yes. There's only two issues out of no. There's one issue out of Deceased. That's the only one I've, I've read, and it's about uh, like this plague, or it's like a zombie type book, right? Um, but it's all because of uh, um, shit. Now I can't remember this guy's name. He's a he's like Thanos in the DC world. Uh, Doctor Doom. Yeah. No. No. Doctor Doom's Marvel. Yeah. It's um. Oh my gosh! Why can't I think of this main character? You're so bad at this. I am. I'm really bad at this. I'm like super bad at it. Anyway, he's he's trying to create uh like this anti-life serum and he he gets it from Cyborg basically. He he captures Cyborg, takes him to the off Earth to this like little room and pulls something out of him, but he starts creating this anti-life serum. And uh is that what it's called? think it's called that yeah it's an anti-life serum or formula and then it it affects like the social network because it's part of cyborg like they take it from cyborg but oh, he's, he's connected like plugged in. yeah he's plugged into everything dark so, side dark side there you go so dark side takes it from cyborg he already has like most parts of it he gets it into his own body but he can't withstand it and then he gets into the core of this planet that they were on and blows up the core. But before he blows up this planet, so Darkseid essentially is gone. He's like dead. He killed himself. But the serum is in uh, Cyborg, and he gets teleported back to Earth. And uh, Batman's looking for him, but he sent, he put a tracker on him so he knew he was off planet. Uh, and then he comes back on. But as soon as he comes back to earth he connects into like the social network and P- it shows people like on their phones and it immediately if starts affecting them and all it does is like it makes them like want to tear themselves apart basically oh. um and that's what starts happening and it's it just shows that start happening and then uh batman obviously has a plan for this so he immediately he sets off like an emp in the bat cave in like Bruce Manor or Wayne Manor um, sets off this EMP. It like shuts everything down and uh, he goes to look for uh, Damian Wayne and another guy and Alfred and somebody else. But he comes up there and Alfred's like fending off Nightwing and Robin with a bat. And then Batman comes in because they're infected already. Alfred's not. And like the last scene of the book is him fighting them, but one of them is literally like tearing through his shoulder, and then the next guy's like biting into his neck. Hmm. And but he's like got a hold of him, and it looks like he's gonna flip him over, but they're already like tearing him up. Right. So I'm I'm not I don't know where it's gonna go, but hmm. it looked it was pretty neat. That was good to watch, and that not watch read and uh, it the art's really really good. Cool. I'll check it out. Last one. Oh, well, there's two more. So I started reading Swamp Thing all over again because Amy got it. You helped, you told Amy what the. Oh, yeah. I was going to ask you birthday. about that. Yeah. So I started reading volume what did you, one. What did all you over get again. you? 
Swamp Thing Volume One and Volume Two. Sweet. Um, yes, soon. Hopefully for Father's Day, I would get three, four, or five, and six. Yeah, because there's six of them. Yeah. Um, I've I've read the. Majority I just told her of, I'm like here's one, two, three, four, five, and six. I'm like buy however many you want. Yeah. I'm like just to get them in order. <laughs> yes. And I was a little bit on the fence because I told her a bunch of different books, but um, a, like a bunch of the ones that I was going to recommend aren't out yet. First off, oh yeah. Like um like um like I thought about White Knight, but I already have it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I granted, I ha- I know I have the Swamp Thing ones too, but it's kind of cool to have your own. Yeah, for sure. White Knight is not one that you need to have your own copy of. You can no, just borrow mine. You know so. what I mean? But yeah. the Swamp Thing ones. Plus, they were all mine are all mismatched sets, and now yeah. those ones that you got are part of a set. There is a hardcover edition of the Swamp Thing Alan Moore saga, but it's not coming out till like next year. Oh, really? Yeah. Dang. It's fine. But I started reading that again and the anatomy lesson part of it is just amazing. Yeah. I want like I need to start reading that back to It's like an achievement. I, I don't I, even know how to explain that. I feel like I like read that whole run in like a fever pitch, whatever. Is that what you yeah. call it? Yes. But I don't like I didn't absorb enough of it. Like it's Yeah. So I've read all of that too. the first volume I know I've read before of yours that mm-hmm. I had. Uh Did I you remember it though? I, yeah, the, I mean I I remembered bits and pieces throughout you don't ever really retain all of it but i've been reading it again and but i read through like the anatomy lesson part of it and i remember kevin smith talking about how good it is and maybe i have more of an appreciation for it now you know later on um but my gosh dude like the way that guy wrote yeah. that story and how like the plant matter takes over him as a human and then the human is basically gone and just but all of his memories are still alive and he's living in these plants and it's it's wild like i don't know how you uh, me as a human being could imagine this yeah and put this together in words have you watched the new trailer for something they have a full trailer out now no i have not yeah they do oh my gosh it's um, that it's cool it's gonna be good yeah they have a, a contest right now if you were a member of the dc universe which you're not i'm not um, you would be privy to entering to go to the premiere in Hollywood. Hmm, I would like that. Um, which is like May 17th, so I can't do it or even Well, enter. no, but if you enter, I'll go for you. Okay, I'll enter. And I'll wear this Snarf Talk sweatshirt yeah. that I have on. It looks cool. They're de- It's like horror. They're going with the horror take, which totally makes sense. It makes sense. I it's, mean, Swamp Things, it's kind of a horror book. Absolutely. They've done it a lot of different ways, of course. The early, early issues. Yeah, especially the early stuff. I think like the Scott Snyder stuff after the New 52. It's not really horror there. No. It's good. It's super good. I've Uh, read bits and pieces of that. They're re-releasing that um, in a new hardcover trade, too. Good. I'll buy that. So the other, the last thing I read was a first issue. Um, There is four of these out right now out of six or eight, I think, total. And it was, I finally got to it. It was Batman Who Laughs. Oh, yeah. That was the one I was going to tell her to get you. Okay. But and it doesn't come out till October. Yeah. It, the whole thing. The tr- the, yeah. The whole run. Yeah. Because I'm it, like, eh, at this point, wait till the whole trade comes well, out. Well, I read the very first issue. Um, maybe I will wait, but that first issue has really piqued my interest okay. because. Well, there's uh, got to be more than one issue out at this point. There is. There's four. Okay. I'm just saying, like, Maybe I will hold off until the other four, five, whatever is left come out. Maybe I will um, go buy them because uh, single issues. That first issue is 
it's a good, it seems like a good story. It's something I've never heard of before. Um, the main thing here is don't like tell a, me cause I'm, I don't want to spoil anything. Nothing. No. Okay. Well, it's, um, the first issue definitely has me wondering how in the world the story plays out. Yeah. Like it's, it's, don't tell me more. It's good. I and want again, to be completely shocked. And again, the art here, like all of these artists are just on a different level. I don't know how they do it. Um, people can look at this stuff and think, oh yeah, it is, you know, comic booky or it's like lesser art. Mm, I would, I would argue that because sequential art to do it correctly is really hard. And these people look, make it look like so good nowadays. And none of it, none of this stuff is uh, digitally drawn. Right. I think digital art is a little bit different. Definitely. But all of this hand-drawn stuff is just stupid good. Yeah. Yeah, so, I re- I'm really excited about checking that out. Yeah, I would suggest it. Off, just based off of the first one, yes, absolutely. Hmm. Good story. Uh, um, what are you watching, Chris? Well, actually, I got one more. Oh, what are you? Kind of news. It's not what I'm watching. Newsing. I forgot Chris. they were doing this. I think th- maybe we talked about it, but I was reading some articles that came out on this new Dune show that they're making. It's a movie, right? A movie. Yeah, they're making. Yes. Uh-huh. That uh, I don't know Fran, anything about it except the guy that made like Villanueva or Villanueva. yeah, he made it the arrival. Andy did. Um, uh, David uh, Jupiter, Ascending. Jupiter Ascending, which I liked actually. I never watched it. Got terrible re- reviews, but um, Jupiter Ascending, yeah. But I'm so excited. Really? Like I don't They've, know. They I've, have everyone cast in this movie. I don't know if I've expressed how much I love Dune. Oh, I completely agree. This is another thing that you got me into. I'm obsessed with Dune. I read. I only read the first book. I've always wanted to read more than the first, even though a lot of people have said it's not worth it. Um, yeah, it totally is. Um, it is. I've read like the. I've read not all of them because I think I read all of Frank Herbert's. So there's I, three, right? Yeah, I heard. But then his, his son, son read a couple, but I I've not heard that they're bad. I've I've heard that they are just lesser than probably, but I think they're based off of his scripts and stuff. Um, okay. You know, I wasn't like everybody loves the David I, Bowie movie, or is it David Lynch? Movie? David Lynch. David not, Lynch. David Bowie was in uh, <laughs> other stuff. Yeah, wasn't David Bowie in that movie though? I don't think so. I know. Think he was. If he was, I never noticed him. Yeah, he probably wasn't. Um, uh, I don't remember all that movie. I only saw it one time, and I don't remember being floored. By I don't remember liking that movie, but then when they did the series on sci-fi... I never saw that. And I know it's it was completely good. different than the movie, though. Yeah, the movie was like a real... You can't... I, that's why I'm confused. I don't know how they're going to do it in a movie. It's so deep. It's wild. It, there obviously have to be shooting for a trilogy here. I just hope it takes hold and they make it happen because they did that with Ender's Game, which is another one of my favorite book series. Okay. And the first one failed, and they never made any more. Right. Even with Harrison Ford. And I actually thought the movie was quite good, Ender's okay. Game. But um, Dune's on a whole other level. I mean, yeah. that, for me, is like Star Wars-esque. It's like that high I on my list. 100% agree, and the only thing I've ever really done with Dune is read the book. And that's I. it's so hard. That's why the show, it translates so much better to a TV show. Does it? Because it's so deep. I don't you know how. You, I don't know why you'd even screw with a movie. To be honest, especially in the world of streaming now, why? And Netflix, why like, does anybody make a movie? I don't know. I don't know. Really, I don't. <laughs> why don't they just make 
all TV shows and then release them in theaters. I always said this about Game of Thrones. I'm like, why are they not releasing these episodes in theaters? Yeah, they should. They already have them. Okay. Mm-hmm. So just they're play for one week. Yeah. It would have been big for the first Game of Thrones, and then when everybody's like, what? Like, for this season. Yeah. Everybody's like, what? Come on, guys. So after, like, the third... But could you imagine if that The Long Night, you know, again, I said it wasn't great, but people were amped about it, right? Right. Everybody went to the theaters. Yeah, everybody would have went to see... I would have. I would have, and then if it played all week. Sure. Yeah. So I don't understand, but whatever. I'm excited. I got duped in... Because I started like looking for the trailer, which isn't out because the movie doesn't come out till 2020 next year. Oh, really? And there's no trailer, but there's a bunch of fake trailers on YouTube. Oh, yeah. And So you just started watching fake trailers? <laughs> yeah, and I got totally <laughs> duped by one of them. And I'm like, there's no way this is the trailer. <laughs> and it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. Was it bad? Yeah. I mean, it oh, had yeah. to have been really bad. Yeah, it was bad. I am. But I, it got me, piqued my interest, which set me on my path for what I'm doing for the rest of spring planting season. Because... The narration for the trailer was apparently from the audiobook. Oh, and you're going to listen to the audiobook. Baron, is it Baron Harkonnen? Baron Zemo? No. Um, Yeah, Harkonnen. Harkonnen. That's how I've pronounced it. And I'm like, oh, I'm totally buying that audiobook like tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. You could sit and listen to that. All day. As amazing as it is to read, I think it would be even better as an audiobook. And it's probably what, like. 18 hours worth of... I don't know. What's not that long of a book? It's like 700 pages. Or but I li- pages. I read all... Like, I'm not read. I listened to all... Th- or three of the Game of Thrones books on audiobook, which I highly recommend. Really? Because... Who, who reads those? They... um This, like, older English actor, but he has different voices for every character. That's talent. And it makes it so much easier to understand. Okay. Because you can identify the character by the voices... And it's super well done. So here's a little like bit of a tangent. I like acted audiobooks. Yeah. And that's, and that's quality. I think a lot of those people think of themselves as a voice actor. I, they are voice actors. I mean, yeah. they're hired voice actors that and, do these but books. But the people that get hired to do voiceover, that's, that's a talent. Oh, big time. To be able to read through a script or whatever you're given and then like pronounce words correctly because a lot of times you find words that you don't know what they are. Especially in Dune. So you, yeah, exactly. So you have to find out if that's the right pronunciation or whatnot. And a guy that I watch on YouTube, he, he's got a channel called booth junkies. And the only reason I've watched him is all because of microphone stuff, like watching about microphone reviews, but he does, uh, his name's Mike Delgadio and he did, he is a voiceover guy he does all voiceover stuff and he like sells himself sells himself out as like a contractor basically and uh he was showing like his style of doing things or like how he does voiceover and they'll send him a script he has to have it like done in 48 hours let's say so they'll send it to him he reads through it once then he reads through it again and picks out words that he doesn't really recognize or needs to know the, the, like the definition of and the pronunciation. He'll find that stuff, and then he starts recording himself. Um, but he, you know, he does a certain type of recording and he pauses at certain times. Then he does his own editing and sends it in, which they'll do more editing. But even so, it's like very, very in depth and quite a lot of work for 
like a, a small reading, you know, yeah. and it might take him four hours to do this reading probably doesn't before pay he very gets, well. before he gets it the way he wants it to sound and, and how it to flow and everything. Like, man, I was like, I, that looks like a nightmare as much as I like recording and doing this stuff. Cause I do love it now. I don't see myself ever being able to do something like that. Well, when we build our podcast studio, we'll have all the capability of all that. Right, we would, because he has he has an actual like recording booth. People build podcast studios now, and there's a lot of people that will do like side work, voice acting stuff like that, and they'll rent that studio space. And right, yeah. the The number one thing that I want to get rid of is echo. Yeah, there's always some echo. You just need, and we just need a Adobe Audition. Right, and or maybe so just some eggshell foam on the wall. <laughs> so, if you're listening to this podcast and you enjoy science fiction, yeah, like not comic book movies, and you can enjoy read. science fiction, like, um, you know, like um, I don't even know how to. What, what is like Dune? It's like a it's a space saga. Yeah, you know, it's a it's a. If you like something that's more in depth than Star Wars and more complicated and less adventurey, but more political, yeah, if you like, it's a like political sci-fi space political story. drama. It's almost you, like it's like Game of Thrones, Star Wars. It's like it, it is. It's like Game of Thrones. It's Star Wars in space, or like or Game of Thrones and Star Wars mixed together in in a different world. It's not very Star Warsy though. It's just like, because it's in space and it's they do very fly very Game of Thronesy. Yeah, or. It's very much like that with less um, sex and less um, beheading. Right. <laughs> and it's not British at all. Right. So if you like that, um, you got the, t- the, t- the ticking clock starts now. You got like a year to read the books before the movie comes out. So. Yeah. And it's, it's a long book, but at least get through the first one because, and that's all I've ever read. I, d- I should read the second really one. Really all you need to read. That's the main Is the story. first one. Yeah. And maybe, honestly, I need to read it again. If I wanted to read like the second and third, I feel like I should read the first one over again because it's been a little while. Did I ever give that back to you? No. I feel like I yeah, yeah I feel like I never did. But that's I'll, a first edition, man. So no, I think I did. First edition autographed by no, Frank Herbert. No, it wasn't. <laughs> no, it certainly was not. All right, I got a bunch of what you're watching, but. The bulk of it is going to take a long time. So what are we on at time-wise? Um, let me look. Hang on. Um, we are at one hour and six minutes. Okay, we got some time. Yeah. So quickly, um, I watched Aquaman. After your big review, I watched it. Okay. Um, oh, boy. <laughs> I tried to watch it. Yeah. Anyway, for, yeah. for three, t- three times. Three times. In the huh? same day. And I fell asleep all three times. I had yeah. a difficult time with this the old is, Aquaman. This is sad, Chris. I wasn't in the headspace to watch it though. Um, okay, so I'm gonna have to try again. It wasn't. It wasn't catching me on the right. And day. it's always, it's always different for those type of movies. I think in theaters. Yeah, this um, would have been a good theater movie. This is a. This was not working out for me on the home TV setup. Yeah, I watched it the other day with Amy because she had never seen it. She really enjoyed it. Um, and it is, it was different for me watching it at home as it was in the theaters. I got a little bit bored and fell asleep, but that's also because I have seen it before. So, yeah. um, but it wasn't something that I felt like I needed to really watch all over again that I did watch it, but I was like napping in and out of it. Um, 
but I do remember certain parts I wanted to be awake for because there are some really good parts. I, I like the character of Aquaman. I like the way Jason Momoa does him. Sometimes it's a little over the top, like dude-ish. You know yeah. what I mean? Like not our friend dude, but like I should say bro-ish. Yeah. Um, but I don't think that takes away it much from I, him. I watched a good majority of the first half. I, I'm going to be honest. I found very little to cling to. I did okay. like Black Manta quite a bit. Yeah. Did you see him create his suit and everything? Yeah, yeah. I saw all that. Um, you know, we'll see. I got to give it more more time. I got to well, try it again. You need to watch the movie, yes. Yeah, I need to really right. watch it. Um, been catching up on Barry. Uh, I haven't even started that yet. I need really to. good episode last week. So, or that would have been two weeks ago. Is now, this the this. second season? Second season. Yeah. So it's I think a- this was the fifth episode. It was, it was really good. Um, it's, it's a good show, man. It's a good show. So is it funny or is it deep or is it, is it like a dark comedy? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Funny. So it's got everything you want. Deep. Dark, violent, crazy, awesome. Really? Yeah. Okay. It's very good. I mean, it's not the best thing in the world, but it's a good watch. Right. It's probably better than a couple of the shows that I've been watching. Yeah. But go ahead. No, Keep go ahead. Continuing. You can do yours. I got my big closer on the What You're Watching segment, so we'll hold that. Is that all you got left is yeah. your big closer? Yeah. All right. So I started the show Camping. You had talked about this oh, before. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's another HBO show. It's got David Tennant in it. He's a seller for me, basically. Oh my god, I totally forgot board. he was in that. Yeah. yeah. David Tennant is one of the main characters. He's actually pretty good in that. Um, yeah, he's like the nerdy dad. Yeah. You know, and But you haven't watched it all yet. Not yet. No. He's got a good I haven't he's finished good in it. I haven't finished the first season. Um is there two seasons or just one? No, just one. Okay. I finished episode four last night. Yeah, there's not many more. I think there's only like six or eight episodes. There's six, I believe. Five six. no, eight. Because, uh, no, there's eight. So, and they're only half hour, right? Yes. Um, I fell asleep the first time I was watching. I've watched the first three and I fell asleep like right at the end of three. And, uh, it played through the rest of the season, you know. So when I went back to it, it showed all of them played. It's like, what the heck? Yeah, that happens to me every night. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Me too. So I had to figure out which episode I was on, but, uh, I watched four last night. That one was much better. I feel like than the even the first three, because I was greatly annoyed at Jennifer Gardner's oh, Gardner's yeah. character. That will not stop, by the way. And, and and that is her character. It's it's written that way. They want her to be that. She plays annoying. it perfect. She plays it great. The problem is, is like, I. It's a very unlikable character. Hate I hate it. <laughs> yeah. It's like this. This is full of unlikable characters. There, there is nary a likable character to find in that show. Besides, I mean, David Tennant's the only one that I really like, just because he's the he doesn't speak most of the time. Right. He's very quiet. He kind of does his own thing, but he also lets his wife be a babbling idiot about everything. You know, she talks about how she had a hysterectomy and now she's basically dead. Right, and it just. But there are. Like, as I talk about the flaws of these characters and you go around the, you know, the, the circle of all these characters and I talk about the flaws, I'll laugh about it. And I caught myself last night when I was explaining it to Amy, like, I was like, oh, well, she's, she's crazy. Cause she came and she's like the wild one. And that's a, 
what's that chick's name? Because she's ridiculous. She, everything she's ever in, she's ridiculous. She's in uh, Julie. Is it Juliet? Juliet Lewis. Lewis. Yes. Oh. I've always thought that she was like clinically insane or something was wrong with her because she just is weird. She plays herself in all these. In everything. I don't know what she's like in real life, obviously, but I'm pretty she's sure the same she's like character that. and everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, she's like the cry, crazy wild one that drinks and has drugs with her all the time. And then, you know, they're just like every character as I went through them, I caught myself laughing about it when I was explaining it to Amy. And I was like, huh, like they that's where they get you yeah. right there. Like each character on its own is annoying. But when you put them all together in the show, it's OK. Yeah. I'm so, not going to say it's it's not great. It's nothing that I would even tell everybody, like, go out right now and watch it. But if you are bored or you don't have anything else to watch. I think it's worth the first four episodes, at least. I haven't. I don't know if I'd go that far, but I, to the point where I don't even remember any of that show, basically. And I watched okay. the whole season like literally three months ago. Yeah. So, but I do remember telling you, I'm like, I don't like this show at all, but I can't stop. I need to watch it. And what? And what did I text you the other day? Yeah, I was like, was the same thing. I texted Chris, and I was like. I said, I'm watching the show camping and I don't know if I'm like overly annoyed to where I can't watch this anymore or I like it. Yeah. It's, and then it rides that line for sure. That's where it's at for me still. And I did the same thing. I only watched it because of David Tennant. Yeah. And that's, and so when I saw the name of it, it's like I knew you had said something about it. I read about it and saw that David Tennant was in it. And I was like, okay, well, then I have to watch this. Um, so that's one of them. Then I watched Ocean's Eight. Oh, I have not, and I probably will never watch never that. watch it. First it of all, I heard so it's terrible, slow. but it's so slow. Sandra Bullock's okay, but it's just not not good. Not good. It's not good. It takes super long for him to do anything. So just of taking any a premise of a movie and the entire premise of replace all male characters with female characters. You are saying that doesn't work? She no, it doesn't work. Well, in some some situations. And you know what I was going to say before I even put this out there? I was like, this is going to invoke you to say, oh, sexist. Yeah. You're a sexist. Because you say it No, this episode. is one of the rare ones where, I, where I, I won't say that because the only purpose of this movie being made, existing, or anything was was to be like, look at all these boy movie. Yeah, yeah. Let's make a girl movie. Yes. That's the only reason it exists. So Sandra Bullock's character is uh, the sister of... One of the guys in Oceans 11, 12, 13, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Um, and it's uh, George Clooney, I think. Yeah, okay. I think it's his character. She's his sister. I don't think I've ever watched any of them other than the first Oceans I, movie. I liked I liked them. They're good. They're like heisty movies. You know? Yeah. They're fine. Um, this one's not good. I think that um, that's a perfect example that what we've talked about before. And I was thinking about this a little bit today on... Um, this whole female um, drive in the movies to yeah. get more representation, which, you know, again, it's, it's fine. But I've, I've said before, and I'll say it again, it, it's got to be story-driven. Like, you won't really notice gender if the story's good. Yeah, you've said that, you said that about uh, Rogue One. And I'm going to say it again about another show, is Game of Thrones. Oh, right. Okay, so, I mean, I'm not saying that Game of Thrones has been the friendliest show to women, but most of the strong characters are women. 
they've came through that now though. now i'm saying not now early on but now most of the strong characters are women most of the women are the only one characters with actual like substance or like um that are good most of them except for cersei are all like good um but you don't even notice you wouldn't even it doesn't right. cross your mind when Arya stark kills a bunch of dudes and then ends the one that kills the night king you don't go Oh, you're just doing that because she's a woman. You don't right. even think about it. No, not a single person does think about it because of because the story's good and they've built her character up to do to do that. And that's what we need more of. Not yep. Ocean's Eight, right? Because, like I said, it's not good. Don't waste your time. The next one, it's not even like a progression forward for women in representation to be like we're going to make a movie solely based on the fact that. It's now a woman instead of a man. Like they did that right. with um, recently. I'm sure it failed miserably, but they remade What Women Want, that Mel Gibson movie. Right. I never watched that. It's but with what a woman, men, and I'm like, it's okay, what men you want. You know, the only reason they're doing that, and, and maybe that's different because that's a comedy and it would probably get some people out of the theaters, but I'm like, did the it only come reason out this, Yeah, Yeah, I think so. Oh, well. If it hasn't, whatever, it'll, it'll fail. Yeah. But I'm like, the only reason they're making that movie is because they go, hey, we got that old property. Let's flip the script on it. Yeah. Right. Maybe that's a bad example because actually that's kind of a natural progression to make a movie called What Women Want yeah. and then What I Men Want. I see that. But, I see what you mean. But either way, it's it's forcing the topic of putting a woman in the lead role. Nothing is wrong with having a woman in the lead role. But, like you said, if the story's good, you don't even pay attention to who the lead is. Right. It doesn't matter. Um, my next one that I had um, was <laughs> the new, the newest Predator movie. Okay. Uh, I'm a huge Predator fan. I always have been. I like Predator. I think he's awesome. The very first Predator is obviously the best one. Uh, but Predator vs. Aliens wasn't bad. I liked that. This Predator, not good. I think you've talked about this before. I've probably brought it up, but I've never seen it before. Okay. Um, I was excited for it to come out because... Uh, Who's in it? Shane Black wrote it. Oh, love Shane Black. He's in the first one. Yeah, wrote the first one. Um, yeah, Shane Black's written a lot of good movies. Uh, he... I don't know what the hell he did with this one, though. Like um, Iron Man 3? Yeah. Like, um, what's the other Robert Downey Jr. movie, which is amazing? Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Oh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang's really good. Yeah. Anyway, Predator. And like a bajillion other movies, by the way. It's not like one of the most prolific screenwriters. Not good. I don't know why he had to change things up. I don't know why he brought in these random like hybrid predators. I don't know why it was a predator fight film. I don't know why kids were involved. Uh and they they try to make it almost like a like a Suicide Squad-esque type movie where they bring in these bad guys that have been, like, they've worked for the government, but then they did something wrong, and then the government takes them in, and they, like, put them in this camp. But it's for, like, special agents or special forces guys, and then they group them together to fight these predators. It is dumb. <laughs> it It hurt me to watch it. I'm not gonna lie. I wouldn't even think to watch it. Like I've, I've seen the original Predator. I liked it. It's a classic. Yeah. 
I never have watched another one, and if one comes out, I would never think to watch and see, it. See, I've always even been, on HBO, I would. I was like, always I'd really big. Past. I was always really big into the, the Aliens and Predator. Like I was always really big into it when I was a kid. Maybe I'm falling out of that. Like the love Aliens for those. movie is great, but I haven't watched the two newest ones of those either. Um, so, gosh, I never even just, watched Prometheus. It really. Oh, you haven't? Nope. I liked Prometheus. I it need got, to watch it. Got ragged on, but I liked it a lot. Um. Anyway, Predator. Not good. It's it gets me angry even talking about it because I want it. I wanted it to be good because I I think they're fun movies. Oh boy, but it is it is a shit show of a movie. Like it's not good. It yeah, it just pisses me off. It really pisses me off because it should be much better. And and it's because Shane Black is the writer of it. That's what bugs the crap out of me. Like dude, you've had that property. For a long time, do it right. Like do it, do it justice. You know, other people have taken it over and written some crappy movies. You know, you can do it good, and he didn't. No. He 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 like wrote something just to get paid for. I feel like and so it's, hard pass on a new Predator movie. Yeah. Yes. Sorry. The, the blood is boiling over yeah, there. Yeah, it pisses you me. See off. him right Gosh, now. Gosh, it pisses me off. He's just a. Little ball yeah, of anger. I'm gonna chew through Looks your desk. Looks like the inside out guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, anger. <laughs> yeah. Right. Lewis All Clark. right. So your big time what you're watching, I'm going to say, is Doom Patrol. That's right, because I teased it on the last episode. Mm-hmm. I finally buckled down. None of you probably know that he teased it on the last episode, because apparently nobody went and saw Endgame. I had two people today tell me. They didn't go see Endgame, so, so therefore they can't games. listen to... I told you that was going to happen. You did, but... By the I, way, speaking... I just figured that with $2.4 billion worth of uh, money coming in, that everybody has seen this movie. Well, speaking of the two points on that, um, Dude was supposed to be here for the review, didn't show up. Well, actually, that's not true. It didn't... I, I screwed the first... Yeah, actually, that's more your it. fault. Yeah, that's... Dude, that's we have an empty chair sitting here right now with the microphone set up, pointing yeah. to a barren wasteland of a chair. Yep. Who's supposed to be in that chair? Dude. Dude's supposed to be in that chair. Yeah, the dude. But he never showed up. And I'm going to take a picture of it, and we're going to put it on Instagram. Yeah, we're going to... I'm going to text it to him, even though he's probably sleeping right now. So... We could just like proceed on pretending like dudes there. Oh, hey, dude. Glad you could join us. Like, I'm really glad you came. So anyway, I finally buckled down and bought the DC Unlimited app. My whole plan, okay. if you remember correctly, was to wait for the entire series of Doom Patrol to finish because it's a week by week um, series. Yeah. And then I was going to get the one month free trial and then watch it. Right. Turns out it's only a seven day free trial. Oh, like, like HBO. HBO does the same thing. And I'm like, well, there's no way I'm going to be able to watch this. And then I'm like, well, and Swamp Thing's coming out anyway, right? So I'm like, you know what? Whatever. I'll just subscribe to it for a month. And then I realized that's way cheaper if you just pay the annual subscription. Is so, it? Yeah, it's like seventy bucks for the year. Okay. And um, so anyway, I just went up. I signed up. Started watching Doom Patrol. And yeah, this gets me excited. Boy, howdy, is this the, you've never seen anything like it. Really? It is the weirdest, craziest, 
off-the-rails, crazy show. I don't even know how it exists. Wow. It's, it, it's like Grant, it's Grant Morrison. So, oh, I know it's Grant Morrison. I know he wrote the comic book. And I've but, read the book, The Doom Patrol. See, I haven't a lot read of much of it. Not all of it, but I've read most of Grant Morrison's run from the early 90s, or was it the 80s or early 90s? I have a bunch of them. It's been so long since I've read them. I honestly remember literally nothing about it Okay, for the most part. It's super crazy. I remember like bits and pieces. Like um, they have a character called Danny. I think it's Danny the Street, which is a sentient street. Is one of the characters. What? It's a sentient street. It's an actual street. Correct. Okay. Is one of the characters. There's so many crazy characters. It's it, it, we've talked about Grant Morrison before. He is the craziest human being ever. He's a prolific writer. Yeah, he is. He's written normal stuff, too, like All-Star Superman, but he's written crazy stuff like... But um, even in All-Star Superman, he just changes things so much. Yeah. Like, he's just a wild guy. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, he's written crazy stuff like The Invisibles. Um, Happy's pretty crazy. Um, Happy the Show, which I've talked about before, is great. Yeah. And crazy and manic, just like you would expect Grant Morrison to be. This is weird and crazy like you would expect grant morrison to be further than that okay so i've only watched i think i've watched four or five episodes i'm four or five episodes in okay um i'm going to tell you a little bit about the show because i don't think spoilers matter at all it's so crazy that they just don't matter okay okay (laughs) (laughs) how many episodes are there i think there's like nine or ten okay i got a little ways to go i don't think the last one's actually dropped yet um First thing I'll say is I was a little concerned early on looking at trailers and stuff um, about budget because it yeah, looks like it a looks, low budget. It does look low budget, yeah. And it it is to an extent. I mean, I say that it's low budget, but it's, I mean, there's obviously effects that are probably very expensive and stuff like that. But overall, it's done pretty low budget. But is it kind of like a WB type show? Yes, but even lower budget than that, maybe. You think so? Yeah, I think... Yes, but it's in that vein. Okay. But not as good of effects. But it doesn't bother you at all because it like almost seems perfect that it exists as this almost like looking like a B movie. Oh. You know what you know yeah. what I mean by a B yeah. movie? Like yes. those like rubber face monster movies from the Oh wait, not the Jerry Seinfeld. Not the Jerry Seinfeld B movie. Oh, okay. Now I get it. Did you really think that's what no. I mean? okay. Gosh. Why do you think I'm serious? Um, no, it, it almost looks like that, but it's totally fine because they shoot it in a way that I know that the limitations of the budget made it look like that, but they, they were like, okay, well, well let's, use, let's it. use it. Yeah. Um, like robot man is one of the main characters Yeah, and it is Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser. Okay. So I need to talk about him a little bit. Okay. Um, but the, obviously the costume that he's wearing is like, it's ridiculous. Right. Like it it looks like plastic, you know, and it doesn't move. And his voice, he narrates the the voice of it, obviously. Yeah. I don't know if he's act I don't think he's the actual I don't think actor he's actually doing talking, it. yeah. But um they they do it in like a tinny like he's inside the right. It's weird. But Robot Man is actually just his brain transplanted into this robot body. Okay. But um, it sounds like it, they make it sound like someone's like speaking through a big metal. Yeah, like tiny, like okay. almost echoey to yeah. me. It's almost it's almost annoying. That's probably the most annoying thing about it. Oh. Um, but 
Brennan Fraser, his voice acting, I feel like is really good. First of all, a, this is like nonstop f bombs. Oh, really? Yeah, like it's nonstop. I think the most most said line is uh, Brennan Fraser as Robot Man going, "What the fuck? What the fuck?" Like nonstop. It's crazy. Really? So it's super confusing. First off, very confusing. The first two episodes are tough to get through. I'm not going to lie. Oh, see, that's discouraging when you say the first two, I feel like, need to be the most engaging. Um, They're tough to get through because you have no idea what's going on. They're introducing a bunch of characters. It's kind of slow and it's low budget and and you notice. But once you stop giving a shit and you start noticing less, it's not that's not a big deal once you start to get into the third fourth episode like i can't i i just want to watch it because i it's so crazy really but i wish that it's a little slower than i would like because like four or five episodes in you're still like they're not super they're not superheroes right the whole idea behind doom patrol is it's this collection of freaks basically that were in horrible accidents for the most part and they were kind of collected by this guy called The Chief, which is played by Timothy Dalton. He does a really good job at it. Okay. And he basically finds a way to bring them back to life. And he has this kind of house, like, kind of like Xavier's mansion that they live in. Right. But the idea behind like it all is like, they all should have... Well, actually, I was going to bring that up. But they all should have died, and they'd be better off if they died. And they're all pretty miserable. And, like, they're, they're, mis- like they're miserable in their own existence. Yes. Okay. Yes. This is just like Umbrella Academy. It's better than Umbrella Academy. It's That's much good. less low budget than Umbrella Academy and doesn't look as good. But like it's far more interesting to me than Umbrella Academy. Way crazier. Yeah, I mean by the just by the way you're acting it has to be Every crazier. episode's a little bit different. It's something Patrol. So like the last one I watched was Paw Patrol. The one before that was <laughs> Cult Patrol. The one before that was something else Patrol. So I mean So are they chasing after something or are they do what are they doing? It's kind of a week by week um storyline, but with an overarching plot. Okay. So like So they are eventually going after someone or Well, what happens is uh, whatever. After like the first episode, the chief who's Timothy Dalton who's kind of like their father almost, Yeah, disappears. So they're like trying to find him, okay. but they're stumbling into all these other things. And they're yeah. not like a superhero team yet. Right. They're, they're just like, they don't really even they understand just like or know their powers. They each other, basically. So the first two episodes is a lot of origin bullshit on all the characters. Yep. It's pretty uninteresting for the most part. But Brennan Fraser is Robot Man, as I said. And I'm like, where has this guy been, first off? Yeah, he's making a comeback. He got blackballed from the from Hollywood, basically. Okay, so he starts like in this and he's his backstory is he's a race car driver. So he's not okay. robot man in the first episode. And he's like super fat. Like he's oh. fat, like fat. And I start looking up and I'm like, did he gain a bunch of weight for this movie? No, he's been fat for like ten years. Oh, like really? fat as fuck. <laughs> I mean, I've seen him in some interviews, he didn't look that big. He doesn't look good. He's got a huge gut and like not saying i don't i do too yeah but yeah, got yeah a huge yeah, gut. like he just doesn't look good but then I, you start look thinking back at like in the 90s like in oh yeah Tarzan, he was, you know I mean? mummy. Yeah, he was the mummy he was like 
a big time celebrity. And then I started reading through the list of credits. Of course, I've seen every one of those movies. Right. He was a huge star, movie star. He was star. absolutely huge. You know what set him off? Encino Man. Yeah, that was his first movie. Yeah. And it he was, was great in it. And it was awesome. Yeah. And then he just went away. Like in the early 2000s, he had some misfires. Um, well, he, right. What killed him was the Looney Tunes movie. There was a bunch of them. And then, There's way more than that. And then uh, like Dudley Do-Right, he Monkey did. Bone. Monkey Bone. There was a couple even after that. But there was some in there that I forgot about. There were like dramas that he was in in the 90s that were really good. Yeah, he did quite a few. But what happened Blast was... Blast from the Past. Remember so what I, what I read about, and I've seen interviews with him, is that he came out and and talked about how he was like sexually harassed or sexually yeah, that molested. Was re- I think that was recently, though. Wasn't no, it? it happened years ago. Okay. But he's just now talking about it. But he came out and was telling, he like told agents about the person that did this to him. Like they did it to him. He told people like, that's not right. You can't do that to me. And, you know, even though I'm a man, like it's just something you don't do. And, you know, he was the one that was being... I don't know if it was molested or harassed, whatever it was. And he came out and told people about it, and they basically said, okay, well, you're you're done, bud. And he got blackballed. And he got completely blackballed. And if you – I don't remember what interview it was, but it was on a pretty – like a pretty big podcast. Um, not quite like Joe Rogan level, but a, but close. I'm trying to remember what it was. But anyway, he, he talked about it now, and he's like – He's like, yeah, he's like, honestly, he's like, I can't say for sure that that's what happened. He said, but from that moment on, I never got anything. That's weird. Like, I got no jobs. He's a really good actor. My yeah. agent dropped me. He's like, I, I couldn't get a hold of Could people. Could have been the way he looked. Because <laughs> he gained a ton of weight. Well, I mean, when he was done, yeah. When yeah. he, when they, after years, he's like, I got, he got super depressed. And then he figured, and then he, I think he went through a divorce too. He's like um, unrecognizable almost now. And and then he just started like doing his and then he figured he's like, well, I'm done with this and I'm gonna do my own thing. Well he probably he, has tons of money. I mean Right. Yeah, I'm sure he does. So but he probably didn't really care about it. He's all been that much. doing his own thing for a long time and now finally he decided to get back into acting. Apparently and, he's been in a bunch of like over the last however five many years, years, a bunch of indie movies that were really good. He's got yeah. good reviews. He's been in some T V shows. So he's been around. I mean he I yep. guess you know stuff. But anyway, he's really good in this. He's the voice um, of Robot Man. Um, but it, it's kind of a the character. He's maybe that's one of the more annoying characters because he's just so like confused all the time. But anyway, um, the other character I can't remember the guy's name, but he's the guy with the bandages. Um, Mister Invisible or Mister uh, Nobody? Or? No, no, that's that's the villain. We'll get to him. Oh, um, I don't remember his name, but. He hasn't really even by episode five now. Well, I won't. I won't talk about him anymore. But he's interesting. There's like an old like fifties actress who's Elastic Girl or Elastic Woman, uh-huh. and she's stretchy. All of them really are like, <laughs> and you know, well, she's stretchy. So they're all though like not in control of their powers at this point. Okay, and I think they're pretty much that whole first season is going to be kind of them finding control coming of, their of age story. Yeah. So, but it's just... Who's the young girl that's, like, black eye makeup, black hair? Yeah, okay, so that's Jane, and uh, she's a, got a, She's an amazing actress. She plays... Her character is 67 different multiple personalities, and they each have their own superpower. Oh, my gosh. So one of her... Uh, and she doesn't control them at all. 
so that anyone can come out at all, any time. Out at all times. So one can come out that can teleport them. One can come out that turns into a huge fire person. One turns out. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's she's got, so cool. It is really that she's she's a cool character. Um, you, you wouldn't you don't gather any of that from any of the trailers. No, I've ever you, don't, seen. you don't get anything from, about this show until you watch it. You don't. So the main villain is. Um, is Alan Tudyk, and he's uh, it's Mister Nowhere, Nobody, or something like that. Yeah, he is the villain, and, and his great. power—it's so weird. Okay, he is the omniscient narrator of the whole show. Okay, but that is his power. So him omnisciently narrating the show is his power that actually affects the show. Whoa. It's super heady, man. <laughs> it's really crazy. So he can, and he's great in it. So he's basically telling them what to do all the time then. And sometimes. Sometimes he's just narrating, and the things that he narrates happen in the show like a narrator would, like an omniscient narrator. Yeah. Okay. But the things he's saying are also making those things happen, and he knows all past, present, and future He's omniscient. That's 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 like impossible to and beat. He, he doesn't um, exist in their this reality or any reality. He exists in all realities because he is omniscient. Wow, it's weird and wild. And this is so. It was probably four episodes in when it started to get interesting. But even like for example, the second episode is. They all go out to this town, and it gets swallowed up by this Mr. Nobody into some other dimension, right? And all that's left of this entire town is it's in rubble. They've all got sucked into this vortex. Yeah. Is a donkey. Okay. So a, a part of the episode is them just chasing around this donkey, right? Burrow. Yeah. So they find this donkey, and then the donkey just spits out one of the characters, <laughs> and then they realize that the donkey is the portal to this other dimension. So they so have they to go down the donkey's throat <laughs> oh into this gosh. other dimension. This is this is weird. And then then they You've sold it for me already though cuz I'm going I mean and then they find pictures this. of this donkey in the 1940s in Paraguay where a Nazi so, so scientist had moved and started a clinic giving people giving villains superpowers so a normal person could go there pay him and he would give them superpowers that's how mr nowhere got his superpowers in the first place so they go there and they get in this weird this guy this nazi is still alive being run in a machine by this german guy in lederhosen (laughs) with a crank Okay. With this army of these other Germans and Lederhosen's, and they're it's like a clinic. Yeah. And they're there like trying to you know discern what powers they're gonna purchase. It's it's crazy. <laughs> it's out there, obviously. It's out there, man. Oh, and then the other main character that comes in about episode two or three, which blows my mind, is Cyborg. Right. I knew Cyborg's in it. Yeah. Cyborg was never in Doom Patrol. And, um, but he is straight up cyborg, like he's a member of the Justice League. Like they talk about Batman and Superman. They reference the movie universe. Oh wow! But cyborg is like real low budget. Obviously, not, looks nothing like he does in the. Yeah. In this last episode, he turns his hand into a gun, and that's all CGI, and it looks pretty cool. Okay. So there are there's using some CGI more as it goes along, 
but uh, he's got like just a facial prosthetic, which looks like a piece of plastic stuck to, glued his, to face. his face. <laughs> but um, he's pretty good, and it's cyborg. I mean, they talk about Star Labs, and they it's the same origin and everything. So in there this was... iteration, he's like the leader of the Doom Patrol because he's the one. He's like a superhero. Everybody knows him as a superhero. Like he, people are stopping in the street, like, "Hey, dude, you're cyborg. Can I get a picture?" That's crazy. There was an article that I ju- had just seen about, uh, like, why Cyborg in the Doom Patrol has ruined him in the Justice League or oh, something yeah, or in DC. He's way better in Doom Patrol. Oh, he is? Yeah. Oh, all right. He good. didn't have much in Justice League. No, it was kind of a, like, throwaway character, I think. He's much more interesting in this. This is a, it's a cool, sh- it's worth, okay, your average person's not going to like this show at all. Like, you're not going to like this show probably unless you're really into weird yeah. stuff or like if you're really into comic books or st- things like that. It's hard for me to sit there and say because just the, the way this show is, I can't sit there and say you're going to enjoy it automatically. You'll enjoy it. So You'll definitely enjoy yeah, it. But I know most of our listeners aren't, will not enjoy it. So, um, But it's worth watching just for the crazy. And who knows? Maybe I'm, I'm only five episodes in, and it gets better every episode. I'll say that for sure, without a doubt. Okay. So this this CBR, like I'm on CBR.com, comic book resource. Uh, so this is probably talking about an episode that you haven't seen yet. But it says, Doom Patrol's butt fetish just got even weirder. It's a weird show, man. I- and it says, Doom Patrol has had a few weird butt fetish moments. But Cyborg's prison break takes it to a whole new level. No, I haven't, I haven't seen that. Okay. Well, apparently it's going to have to do with a butt. They squeeze down the throat of a donkey. Yeah, so I guess it won't. Universe. It shouldn't surprise you. This last episode? For anything. There, it, this one's pretty good, actually. They have uh, a character that's kind of a John Constantine-esque character. Oh, yeah. He's in the comics. I can't remember his name. Um, but he comes because there's a cult. I don't know if I want to spoil this because it's crazy. Um, But anyway, this is a good episode. And it's about this crazy cult that has a prophecy that if they read this book, the end of the world comes. And it's there's a guy called the the de-atomizer or something. And he just starts taking everything out of existence. It's a giant eyeball in the sky. Oh, wow. That's just there all the time. They walk outside. There's a giant eyeball in the sky just looking around. And whatever it looks at, just <laughs> dis- dematerializes. I think it's called a dematerializer. So at any moment, they could technically dematerialize. Yeah, I mean, that's the episode I'm on right now. That story arc is going on. Wow. It's it's kooky, man. It's crazy. It's, it's awesome. I'm glad I saw that they've already started filming season two. So, because this is one I could see totally just like after the first season being like, nope. <laughs> oh my gosh but it's crazy and um i i really am enjoying it and after the first two episodes i was ready to come in here and say like no skip it oh really yeah so you didn't even like the first two episodes no it was really slow and that's crazy i didn't think that i didn't think it would be that bad that see that gets me nervous i don't like i don't like origin like having like slow origin but n- not a single person basically knows this. Correct. Including me. Yeah, knows this group of so people. So I guess it's so, good that I got that. Uh, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, 
And there, it's a pretty decently high-profile cast. I mean, Brenna Fraser, Timothy Dalton, um, Alan Tudyk. I mean, it's pretty, yeah, that's a really good cast. I think. Yeah, it's 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 interesting. You definitely, it's worth Swamp Thing's coming anyway. Just pay the seventy bucks and get your yearly thing. Right. Just do it because you'll want to watch this what, show. What else is on there? I haven't looked. Titans. Titans, which I want to watch. Yeah, I've heard Titan. I've heard really good things about Titans. I honestly, so. I haven't looked around. A bunch of comics. First off. Oh really? Oh, like all the DC comics. On it's like DC Comics Unlimited. So huh. you probably and you could just have you just have them. Yeah, it's an app, so you can put it on your iPad, whatever you want. Is it you, you can have it them. on? Uh, I have it on my Amazon Fire. Not Xbox. It is out for Xbox now. Okay. That was a big complaint early on, but I think it is now out for Xbox. Okay, because that's what I need to get it on. Yeah, so totally check it out. It's uh, all right. It's great. It's great. Marley hates it. Well, because I watch it at night in bed, and it's super creepy. Oh, really? Not creepy. It just, we, just like weird. weird, like you said. Yeah, yeah. I'll definitely watch it. It obviously certainly won't be anything Amy so will enjoy. Who, who obviously, will? I'm going to point out listeners that I specifically know will love this show. Erica, you'll like this show. Tony will like this show. Maybe, I don't know, Erica, I'm, I'd be interested to see what she thinks, but Tony will love this show. Okay, that's Absolutely, because he, like, after I was talking about Happy, he started watching that. Yeah, if you I like mean, happy, happy, you'll like this show, but it's even crazier and weirder than Happy. Yeah. It's not even... It, yeah, I mean, you got to take that in consideration when talking about, I mean, there's a robot man and uh, an Elastigirl and a cyborg, and, I mean, take it. It, looks, it, with like, a grain of salt. it looks like they're going straight out of the mind of Grant, Grant Morrison. Morrison. Yeah. Like they have introduced, and I don't know if he's in the rest of the season, but in the last episode they introduced, um, is it Animal Vegetable Mineral Man? <laughs> yeah, Animal. I think it's Animal Vegetable Mineral Man, and he's a man that's part animal, mineral, and vegetable. There's already a guy that's a street. Yeah, so. well, he's not in it yet, but they. I think he's going to be in it. He was in the comic. Okay. It's crazy. That's uh, very crazy. I recommend it. Um, what I want to know is what's in the box, What's Chris? in that box? What's in your box? Well, I can't say that. Why? It's your box. It's true. I don't know, Jerry. What There's so is? many books in there. How many books do oh you get gosh, in a box? Jerry. <laughs> Golly. This is so old. Is it? I love it. This is our oldest one yet. I, I, this is what I've wanted to stumble upon is old, old stuff. April 29th, two thousand. And 14. Oh, man, that is pretty good. Did we do a 2013? No. No. I think the, the earliest we've had is like a 16 or 17. I know it's old because I found this old book that I do not anymore um, collect, and I haven't for a long time. It's a Dark Horse title, Captain Midnight. Captain Midnight. I don't even know this. I started book. collecting this specifically only because I loved the art. Okay. Um, but this episode let me, the let art me look. isn't that great. Let me get it. Mo- mainly the cover art, which all I really right. enjoy on all of them. Pass it over here. Let me let me get a good look at this. Captain Midnight. And I, f- I read the first 10. I don't, what issue is that? Fight for a Better Tomorrow episode, or it's number 10. Okay, so I read the first several issues, and I was enjoying it. So. Um, who's who's the writer on this? Joshua Williamson and Fernando Dagnino. I, I thought for some reason, Dagnino? and I'm totally wrong when I say this, but 
I thought for some reason Kevin Smith was writing that. This is a big time um, digital art book. It's digital art for sure, but it's very good. You know, I was I was reading that at the same time I was reading the Bionic Man and the Bionic Woman. Okay, which Kevin Smith wrote. Ooh. Yeah, I do like this art. It's like so clean. It's very very clean. It reminds me of a Captain America style fighter. But now I have one that you're going to enjoy more. From the mind of Charles Soule. Ooh, he's good. I like him. Swamp Thing, number 31. Oh, yeah. Swamp Thing, out of his body. Out of his body. I like that. I am the swamp. This is still part of the New 52 run. For the longest time, I think I've said this before. What? but for the longest time I had on for the longest time. Facebook uh, that, you know how you give like a little quick description? My quick description was like, uh, I am from the swamp. I live in the swamp. It was the beginning of the Swamp Thing TV show from the 90s. Yeah. It was like the monologue that he says in the intro to the show. And I just wrote all of that down as my description. Because I thought it was, first off, hilarious to me. Yeah, that's the first moment of our bonding. Oh, yeah? Yes, that was the first thing. I said something about how I was reading Swamp Thing. Yeah. And you're like, are you kidding me? And I'm like, no. I'm like, have you seen my Facebook? It's like Swamp Thing. Yeah. That was the beginning. It was. Okay. It was I'll Swamp Thing. You. That's what started it That's all. That's what bound us together. That's what started the snarf was Swamp Thing. <laughs> and then that discussion turned to Batman and then it That's turned funny. to Doctor Who. No, then it turned to yeah, then it turned to Doctor Who. Yeah. At a Super Bowl party. And that's what locked it. Locked but us it in. started it with Swamp it. Thing. It will it, start with Swamp Thing and it will end, end with, with Swamp, swamp Thing. <laughs> yeah. We will die with Swamp Thing on our grave. <laughs> Guys, I, nobody knows anything about Swamp Thing. No, let nobody. me tell you, Dan, you're missing out, dude. the The guy is something. It's you know? the best. The he's comics a, are great. He's a lover. He's a fighter. The '80s movie is an an '80s movie, right? Yes, it it's is. Got a, nudity in it, and the the '90s show is a '90s it's a, show. It's about as '90s of a '90s show as you can it's, '90s. It reminds, yeah, it reminds me of like the Incredible Hulk TV show. Yeah, kind of. You know what I mean? But I honestly believe it's better. It was not bad. No, and I think the the Swamp Thing character in that show looks really good. Yeah, I'm really excited about this new Swamp Thing. Oh yeah, I'm but sure I it'll be better. Like it gonna... better be better. But either way, so. Chris was literally sitting on a spike. It's a thermometer, meat thermometer. It's a soil thermometer. Meat thermometer. It's for soil. What's your rectal temperature? Because you literally just pulled it out. <laughs> I was toiling in the soil and 92. Oh, you have a, you're too low. This thing is real sharp. That's why it looks like a meat thermometer. Yeah. Well, it's a soil thermometer. Hmm. Um, another book that I no longer collect or doesn't even run anymore. Exist. <laughs> uh, but I really love this book, is The Illegitimates. I think I put it on my list the for comics for new readers. Yes. Taryn Killam yep. from SNL. No, I thought he still writes it. Maybe. I don't know. Or maybe know. it just finished. But I think it just finished. He did a whole run of it. Yeah. Well, um, this was a cool book um, that I really enjoyed because the premise of it is... If there's a James Bond type character, and this is number five, if there's a James Bond type character, 
that I think he dies. I can't remember. I think he dies. Okay. And what you find out is that this James Bond character, as he's having his, um, you know, adventures, he's impregnating all of these women. Yeah. And it's all of his kids. And it's all of his children later on. They're his illegitimate children. Yeah. That like band together and form like a, it's kind of a funny book. I guess I didn't realize it came out that long ago. I thought it was more recent than that. Well, this is number five and this is in 2014. Right. That's what I'm saying. I mean, it came out a while ago. Yeah. I don't think it's running anymore, but um, here we go. Marvel. More Deadpool. Deadpool versus Carnage. Ooh. Number three. It's a wild cover. A lot of red. Two very different characters, by the way. Um, Yes. Yes. I'd be interested to read this. Mucho differanto. Um, oh. Uh, the Carnage symbiote must attach to Deadpool. That's pretty sweet. Obviously. Cool. Well, it says versus, Jerry, so. Versus never means versus. It doesn't. It always means let's team up and kill something bigger for this one issue, and then we're mad at each other again. Yeah. So they put multiple issues in the same bag inside of a box yes so it must be the same the same book no no it's not they just bag them together Hmm. why did they do that they always do every time i don't get as many in a box chris like you have always have like 19 different do you get boxes of comics not anymore i haven't in a while oh that's a shame Mm -hmm. oh yeah that's the other thing i got today i got a new um I was the other day. I, I was like, "Hey, I'm pulling all these episodes or books out. I need to um, bag and board them and put them away." But my, all my boxes are full. Oh wow! So I ordered a whole new set of boxes, like the like the long boxes. Well, they're short boxes. Okay, long boxes are ridiculous. Yeah, most of them. They're short boxes, but they're drawer boxes. Aha! I just saw a bunch of those on, them. and they're stackable, so you can stack them up as many as five high. And they wow. like even if you pull the drawer out, the the shell will hold up up to five Fun boxes high. full on top of it. Wow. And then they, there's little pieces that tie them together. So it's like a comic drawer box shelving system. Nice. It's kind of expensive. I was just gonna say that had to have cost some some cash. Yeah, it was like a hundred bucks for with shipping for five boxes. For five boxes, so twenty bucks a piece. And that's like hundred and fifty issues per box. The problem is I already have five full short boxes. Yeah. So I was going (laughs) to order 10 boxes, and then I'm like, when I saw $200, I'm like, oh, my God, I can't. Just for for boxes. (laughs) Just going to buy five, which is so dumb because I'm going to pay shipping twice. But Yeah, and you're going to need the other five. I'm going to. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Like you already know, you're sitting in the room. I just couldn't justify it at the time. Filled with... I don't have any disposable income right now because my wife just bought a Roomba. Oh, Roomba. Yeah, we got to uh, talk yeah, about that Roomba. Quick. Let's go. Let's go. Well, I'm going to talk about it right now. Okay. We got a Roomba. I have a robot living in my house. You do? I was very against the Roomba purchase. Have you ever heard of Skynet? <laughs> I was against the Roomba purchase at yes, first. No? Yes, I've heard of Skynet. Okay, well, then you know that you would be the first to die then. Well, I don't see how that thing can be very... Mm. I guarantee you there's knives inside of it. <laughs> there is like spinning brushes. Mm-hmm. So anyway, she she gets this Roomba. I was pretty much against it initially because it was like a super sale on Amazon. It was like half price. They're expensive. Yeah, it was half price though. It's a lower model, so it wasn't that bad really. I think it was four hundred bucks. Okay. 
And I've been wanting one. Um, so I was against it. Not I'm like the first person in the world that would want a robotic va- vacuum cleaner. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I'm like 10 years late to this party because they've oh, been yeah, out forever. Oh, yeah, we all are. Yeah. Um, and ever, like a lot of people I know have them, and they yeah. just talk about how great they are. But I always just assumed like my dog is insane when it comes to vacuum cleaners. Yep. And I'm like, hey, we're going to go to work, and we're gonna, that little robot's going to go around. And that all day long, the dog's going to be barking and freaking out. I'm like, that's not good for the dog. Right. Like, I don't think he'll destroy it, but I think it would give him a lot of anxiety. out, yeah. And so I was pretty much against it for that reason always. But Marla's like, nah, we'll we'll, we'll do it. We'll we'll figure it out. So I'm like, okay. Turns out it doesn't bother him at all. Okay. It's pretty quiet. She also put some Snapchats out of him just like yipping at it a little bit. That was the first time. And then we ran it when I got home from work today. Didn't even he didn't even look at it. It was more nice. the kids chasing it around right. nonstop, right? And they like try and jump over it and like run around it, and they're gonna land. They're on They're going it. to destroy this. Thing. Yes. yes. So it can only run when we're all gone at work. Yeah. So it ran like two rooms in my house, and we have fills um, up. I va- we vacuum quite frequently, and then we have a lady that cleans our house twice a month. Okay. And she does a great job. So I don't want to disparage her when I finish the rest of this statement. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> did two rooms of my house. And um, I had to empty the bin so twice. That, so it okay. did the two relatively small rooms, by the way. And it w- they were it was full. So that was it's my a question. a small little that, cartridge. Yeah, but it was jam-packed. It's got this little itty bitty bin. I don't see how this can be very efficient, it, especially well, if it's running every day. After well, your initial clean, it probably isn't that. I bad. know, but so you go to work and you come back and it ran for fifteen minutes, you know, and it's full and it has to sit there and wait for you to empty it. Yeah, did you really gain anything? Um, I mean, you must. People get them all the time. I but think once you let it run a couple times, it probably cleans all this crap that you think you've been cleaning. Yeah, and then it probably doesn't get as full. Especially, uh, I could definitely see where it'd be beneficial in my house because of the floor space. Like it could just run over the floor and get that dust. Your house, that I you see. need to get the mop one. Yeah, they people have both. There's a mop one. Yeah, I, one of my friends has both. They have yeah, they're separate ones. It'll wa- wash your floor. No way. It'll wet wash your floor. Wet wash. I It'll, can't. You can't like leave water on the on the floor. No, though. it cleans it. It like washes it. And vacuums up the water at the same time. Really? Yeah. That's a thing? That's a thing. Whoa. But you can't get one machine that does both. You have to have the vacuum one and right. the mop one. Of course one. you do. Of course you do. <laughs> so you're definitely going to have to get a Roomba. So can I just get the mop one and expect it to clean up the the dust? Too? Well, it won't uh, clean your carpets. I don't have any, really, any carpets. I have Well, the bedrooms have carpets, but... That's it. Well, I don't know what to tell you, but the rest of it's all hard. It's amazing. It actually works. And I told Marley, I'm like, we don't have that much floor space. Like, we have a pretty big house, but we have stuff all over. I'm yeah, like, there's going to a... bump into stuff all the time. Yeah. Like, how much bare floor space is there? Your house is a lot more than mine. But I just feel like it's turning all the time and it goes in such random yeah, patterns. But it, I don't see how it can cover the floor. It figures it out. It does it. It covers every bit of the floor. It did their kitchen, right? It went around and did another room. And I and I realized, when I did the kitchen, I'm like, it missed a bunch of parts of the kitchen. It went in the other room, did a bunch of stuff, came back to the kitchen, 
did those parts that it missed, left the room, did another part of the other room, came back, and then went around all the baseboards, because by that time it had mapped the room. Really? It's pretty cool. <laughs> Dang. It's definitely worth getting. More and more people keep getting these things that are close to me, and it justifies as to why I need one, just because other people have it. Well, give me Isn't like... Isn't that the American way? Yeah. <laughs> like... Keeping up with the Joneses. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it is. I'm just trying to keep up with other people. I mean, I feel like I waited so long now that... Like you can buy the older models for like way cheaper. You feel like lesser than, yeah, because you're getting a I'm, older model. Yeah, no, I don't care. Fifty percent off though is ridiculous. It was, way, it was way off, but you can also buy like used ones on eBay pretty cheap. Can you? Yeah, and then looked. there's an other brands that maybe I don't know if they're as good. I didn't research it, but there's another brand one. There's like one that's two hundred bucks. I don't know. Yeah, but does it do the work? Probably you know? not. That was the big step up to the next model. It's a lot of Roomba talk. The next model, which is the new model, the battery life is way better. But I'm I'm like, who cares a shit? It drives back and charges itself. Do they have like Roomba battles like they did with uh like you, you, do Battle you remember? Bots. Yeah, do you remember BattleBots? Yeah. It used to be on Comedy Central years ago and then it was gone and then now they brought it back. Or it was they did on, bring it back it on channel. On, it was on Spike. That's right, Spike. And then they now they brought it back, or they had brought it back on uh, on a network show. I don't know. A lot of those robots on BattleBots looked kind of like Roombas, didn't they? Yeah, that's why I'm bringing it up. Yeah. Like, have you ever? I wonder if you could do that. Well, I guess you don't really want to destroy your Roomba, but if you could find one cheap, this one connects to your Wi-Fi, so you can like tell it to do things all day long. What more besides vacuum do you need to tell it to do? You can tell you can like schedule what days it does what rooms, and then you can move your chairs and furniture those days or whatever you want to do. Oh, and then it has to remap the room, and then the no, next time no. you put the it, chairs up, it it's remembers hit the chairs. Jerry. It remembers. This sounds like a nightmare. It remembers everything. <laughs> does it remember where your kids sleep? Because Skynet does. You can't get into my kids' room. There's too many obstacles. <laughs> yeah. There's toys everywhere. Yeah. All right, back to what's in the box. Star Wars, number 17. Watch your step, Luke Skywalker. It's crazy to me that this this Star Wars run has been out this long. Yeah. I remember... 17. Yeah, that's... 2014. Yeah, that's wild to me because I moved in 2015 and I remember getting issue one. Yeah. I don't know. Obviously, it was before I moved, but... This is a book I no longer collect. I don't know why. Fables. Love it. That was on my uh, list of the top 10 or top 20, indie, yeah. top 10 indie comics. I think you quit because they have 42,000 issues out. So much. <laughs> it's like Old style of the paper, though. The paper. That's really good. Real paper. Love that. And that's great, how we're going to do things. Great art. No, we're not. We're going to do old paper. No. Black and white. No. Yep. Bill Willingham. The only splashes of color will be red. Here's a super, super thick 127 issue of The Walking Dead. Mm. There's your ba- black and white paper. Yeah, that was that's how Walking Dead originated. Still does it. I thought they put it color out now. I don't know. Yeah, see, this you is, don't know. I'm pretty sure it's still black and white. No, I think it's color. Deadpool, they number switched. 28. Another Deadpool. Yes, sir. Well, we see what you like. Yes, sir. You only like four different comics. Deadpool... Star Wars. I mean, what else? I only collect certain stuff. No, you need to get every issue ever made of every comic. That's the idea here. That would be great. 
Here we go. Right. Another one. Saga. Saga. Oh, I read that one. That's really good. Chapter 19. This is a good one. They, they That cover they use for the collected trade. For the trade, yep. yeah. That is true. It's so good. Saga, guys. That I was know, number one on both of our lists. Yeah. No, and, Why the Last Man Was. That yeah. was number two on both of our I lists. I know Erica's read it, but... If you want to get into comic books, it's a it's it's a little bit out there, but it's like Romeo and Juliet in space, and, and way better. Yeah, but also a lot of nudity, tons of war and raising a child, and I don't know how to. I don't know. You you have to read this. You have to read this book. Yeah, Kid it Saga. is so good. Uh, Daredevil number three. That's a the really Mark cool, Wade run. That's a really cool cover. This was a transformative run. I feel like. How many issues were there in that? I don't know. There's quite a few, but it did just it just finished. So this is a great one for new readers mm-hmm. um, to buy the Mark Wade run of Daredevil um, that started obviously in 2014. Right. Um, is that number one? No, this is number three. Oh, I was going to say, holy cow. The reason being is... So you have the number one. Yes, I will, for sure. I got like three copies of it. Really? Yeah, I love that book. Yeah, that's really good. The reason being is this is a complete reboot of Daredevil. Yeah. And it's a return to the like lighter, more tongue-in-cheek, like swashbuckling adventurer. Yeah. And it's a very fun... Event. It's It's less dark... Um, than a lot of Daredevil. Yeah, it just lightened him up quite a bit. And now the art's me really fun. I mean, yeah, I like the dark. Jerry the Prowler. Yeah, the Prowler likes the dark and gloomy. Prefers and the gritty. Yeah, I'm so gritty. <laughs> mm, give me that grit. Deadpool Annual number two. Yeah, well, we like Deadpool apparently because you've had seven of those in that. There's a lot of Deadpool that comes out. <laughs> I know <laughs> they do come out with a lot. So are those all? Different stories, or are they the same? Run? No. So there was the main Deadpool book. Then there so they, was a mini series was Deadpool Carnage, and then that's an annual. Okay, so they do it like do they do it like Batman, where there's like seventeen different runs? At no, the same but time? they'll be at any given time during the year. There'll be like mini series runs. Okay, of and they do that a lot. Yeah, they do. Daredevil it. does that a ton. Yeah, I'm just I didn't know if they did it like. If they were doing uh, Deadpool like Batman, where there's, you know, there literally is five different stories going at the same time. Right. No, I don't think so, okay. for the most part. Deadpool. <laughs> That's what I said. Um, Deadpool, <laughs> okay. number 29. Okay. This, this is a miniseries. Original Sin yeah. was a miniseries. That looks that like was a really on. cool cover, too. It is a really cool cover. Um, gosh, I just want to read these. Right uh, you can read, Chris, I think. I think I've heard of it. Rick Remender. Remender, Winter writing Soldier. Winter Soldier. Number four. I don't remember any of this run, so I must not have read any of it. Yeah, I definitely have not. The only Winter Soldier I've read is is Ed Brubaker. Not the new one? Not the um, Kyle Higgins run? No. I. The first one. The first issue I did. Batman, number 31, Scott Snyder, Greg Capullo, yeah. right here. Capullo, bro. Capullo. Zero year, final act. I remember this cover. Yep. This was also the cover for the trade, right? Yep, the fifth the fifth trade, I think, is Which what I, it is. But I have that. I've definitely read this. Yeah. For sure. And I have that book. Zero year was... That's the start of when I didn't start like it. 
Well, I will say Zero Year was the for me, I felt like it was a super cool concept. This cover is amazing. It's like a it's like a overgrown a post apocalyptic Gotham City and Batman sitting there with a backpack and a bow and arrow. Yeah. And but it never it, it was like rushed in. You never really understood how they got there. Yeah. And then well, it, it, I take that back. It's not that it's not that issue. It's like issue 40 is where and, I think it's 40 where I didn't start liking it because in that run, he's still fighting like uh, uh, the Riddler and stuff, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is the Riddler. Yeah. That's, that was the whole zero year thing. OK, so this after is the that, one. I think this might be the episode, the issue literally where he has fall, to answer the riddle like in the arena. Yeah. He falls down into that arena. Th- through some stuff. And he is, if you want to see Batman fighting a lion, this, this is, is the book, book for you. This is your book. No, that I liked that one pretty good. It's when Jim Gordon started taking over. It just which I think it's called. Wasn't it called Endgame? No, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Captain Midnight, number eleven. Another one. Boy, those that art does look really good. The covers specifically. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean. That's what we need, Chris, is some catchy cover art. I really liked that run. Of, I can't remember if it was Bionic Man or Bionic Woman. Was that the last one? That yeah, Captain that's the last Midnight? One. Last one. That's the end of uh, What's in the Box. Okay. Go ahead. You can finish your thought. <laughs> that's a good one to go back to. That was a good one. Kevin Smith wrote it. What, what was it again? By, I think it was either Bionic Man or Bionic Woman, or both. I can't remember. Okay. I think it was Bionic Woman for some reason. Do you remember the show Bionic Woman? Like the more recent one. Oh, no. Like within the last 10 years, there was a Bionic Woman show. I think it was on CBS. Mm, no, I don't remember that at all. It's actually pretty good. You watched all of it? Yeah, or? I watched all of it. Really? Yeah. Why have you never spoken of this before? It was a long time ago. Oh. Um, let me look up when it was. Keep people entertained. While I look well, up. yeah, I've never watched that. I remember the Bionic Man and the... What was it? The six million dollar man or three million dollar man? Six million dollar man. Yeah, Steve McQueen. Right, and that wasn't both of them. The no, no, that was the Bionic Man. The Bionic Man did all the yeah, kind of like Cartman does. So the Bionic Woman was a show in the seventies, right? But then it relaunched in two thousand and seven. Oh wow. And who was the main, the Bionic nobody, Woman? Nobody obviously cared about this. Um, it was based upon the novel Cyborg by Martin Caden and its TV op- adaptation, The Six dollar, Million Dollar Man. I think Bionic Man was based off of The Six Million Dollar Man, but I cannot yeah. remember. I know they tied into each other somehow. Or it was like a direct Oh, rip-off. that's the series quit because of the writer's strike. Remember that big writer's strike? Yeah. It was a big deal. <sighs> One episode or one season, Jamie Summers junk. No, it was pretty good. Sucked, but I can't remember if Skynet. Kevin, it was Bionic Man, the comic that Kevin Smith wrote. Bionic Man. Okay, it was good. I think it was. I don't remember who released it. Maybe it was Dynamite. I think it was Dynamite Comics. Hmm. All right. Well, we're uh, we're at our time. We're, oh. we're done, man. We're done for this week. You've went over again, like normal, your fault. I'm sick of it. We're done. We're through. It's over. Starf Talk's done. Over. Never doing it again. Until next Thursday. Do you hear me? Yes. Okay. So, see ya. Not happy about it. Not going to talk to you again. <laughs> For Snarf Talk this week, 
I'm Jerry. And I'm Chris. Hey, we'll catch you on the flip flop. <laughs>